0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you, right there, I see you are listening to a rad legend broadcasting premier podcast. Damn you, Hollywood! And here's your host, Robert Winfrey. Yay! I do that just to amuse mark <laughs> yeah I was well, gonna
1: say Graham Morrison school for the deaf you
0: are not <laughs> uh, no, Robert, I, have, Robert and I I have, have a whole thing going on now where we pantomime at each other it's our love language
2: I have uh, I have long since forgotten uh, ASL so oh, God. I didn't
0: know where you were going and then where you landed was boring do, do that again but make it funny no <laughs> <laughs> Moving you have to man
1: funny on the spot. It doesn't work like that.
0: Well, Robert, why are we here? Well, Mark.
2: Well, Mark, tonight we are discussing the latest blockbuster to come out of the Hollywood movie machine. An adaptation of a much beloved game franchise. Five games long, four of them very good. Uh, generally speaking, five we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the
0: Uncharted friends. We don't talk about Uncharted 5. No, no, no.
2: I, <laughs> You know, I hate that I predicted that, just for the record. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> I said as soon as I came out of that movie, there's only one song here that anyone's going to remember. It's got a little bit of a you know, riff to it, and it's Don't Talk About Bruno. And, and sure here we enough, are. Yeah, we're talking the Uncharted adaptation, which uh, has been in produ- been in development hell for a while. They've been trying to get this thing off the ground for
0: since quite some the, time. Since the year of the flood, from what I understand.
2: Pretty much as soon as like the second or third game dropped, they started mm-hmm. talking about an adaptation. It's a very cinematic game. It lends itself very easily to the big screen in some respects.
1: And but, then we got a fan film with Nathan Fillion, and everyone said, well... Shit, this is actually probably better than anything we're gonna get. And you know what? They were right. They really were. There's not a more perfect. For the record,
2: I- I'm gonna talk about the casting of Tom Holland and how and my issues with his performance, both good, bad, and otherwise. There was not a more perfect potential casting for Nathan Drake than Nathan Fillion. And I don't know how we, I don't know how they missed the boat on that one. Well, it would have been Nathan Fillion 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, if you were to do it now, you would have to just jump to the fourth game, essentially, and let him do the grizzled old guy, which he could still do. Like that's,
0: Yeah, Uh, in defense of money, the idea is to set up a franchise with a youngster so that if you do need him for several films because these things are billion-dollar properties, he can age appropriately with the film. If you start too old, then you don't have him for as long, and therein lies the issue. Because it's not that I don't see your point about Nathan. No, no, no but Tom Holland looks like he's 12. We're going to have him for a while, barring any unforeseen calamity. Yeah, but no. And I'll <laughs> get, Not going to have
1: him for a little bit. He's confirmed he's taken a break from acting for a while.
2: Um, again, yes, but no. And I'll get into why specifically when we get into that portion of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, Talking any further about this movie would uh, be just kind of jumping the gun a little bit. But we also have joining us, you've heard her a few times, Alexis Haina of Honeysuckle Rose Creations, how you doing, Alexis?
1: Doing good. Mark owns my soul this week. Only this week. Only, Only this, this week.
0: week. <laughs> Seriously, our... I
1: have like nothing to do in March. We were going over the schedule today. I think I think I think I've got like one show in March, and that's it.
0: One a signed show! I told you, but barring any uh, b- barring personality conflicts and scheduling conflicts, if there was something you wanted to be on, you just had to ask. That's always been the standing role. All right, Very let's get cool. in. Let's get into this series itself, Robert, and then Alexis. Um, I have no familiarity with this product. This is not a game I've ever played. Um, <clears throat> you know, without doing research for these kinds of podcasts, I wouldn't know it was based on a game. Other than I live in this world and I happen to see certain things as they pass me by on Twitter. So, Robert, you first, and then Alexis. What is your relationship to the video game franchise? Have played all of them.
2: Uh, <laughs> The first four I dearly, dearly enjoy. They are tremendous action-adventure games, uh, a nice little blend of puzzle-solving, platforming, and gunplay. They have great characters. They tell great expansive stories. It's this the, the story here that is that is told in the Uncharted series is the true successor to the Indiana Jones trilogy.
0: You have said that on a number of occasions throughout the years we've been doing Damn You Hollywood.
2: And it's still true. I, I mm-hmm. You have a treasure hunter. He's got a friend that he can rely on and count on. He gets into trouble. He finds love along the way. And he, the, the, four, again, the four game story that takes place that tells, it's essentially uh, how Nathan Drake winds up meeting his future wife. Mm-hmm. And the fourth game ends with him telling their teenage daughter They're uh, essentially picking up where the first game does.
0: That's kind of how I met your mother.
1: Sure, if you want to be like that. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Can we get a freeze frame of that when you said that? But you you just see something going off in Robert's brain. The minute those words left your – I'm sorry, Robert. But the minute those words left his mouth, you just had this sudden, like – it, well, it was like like that line from this. It was it's like, like f- if you slow it down, you could see just like like when his brain just <laughs> stops.
0: I want to like just zoom into Robert's brain, and you just see Lewis Black's head exploding in fire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Something like that. Uh but it's it's also it's, the the core of the games, and I think what makes them work narratively, at least, uh, is the characters and their interactions, and the tremendous amount of. Uh, heart that the story is able to get going. There's a lot of games that, you know, try to do stuff like this. I mean, the Uncharted franchise was so successful that, the, that when they rebooted Tomb Raider, all they did was rip it off badly.
0: <laughs> they tried to take a very, very goofy um, movie and then like make it super serious, they, which is which was a trend there for a while, because they did the same thing with uh, Robocop, where here's a goofy front. Femi- yeah, here's a goofy premise that everybody loves. Now let's try it if it was serious. And I was like, hey, I don't understand why this didn't work. who would have thought. So, uh,
2: yeah, they're, they're all great games. Uh, I would encourage anyone out there. Uh, You're correct, Jesse. They, they are great. I would encourage you to finish them if you get the time. Uh, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous gameplay experience. They're wonderful narratives. I don't have a bad thing to say about the games
0: at all. So they're they're great. So you, Alexis, now you said you hadn't played the games, but you had uh, talked to people and in your uh, extensive research and talking to people in cons and whatnot is how you came to these games. Yes,
1: more or less. Um, I, I haven't really had time to sit down and play the games to the extent that Robert has, but I know very much of them. Mm-hmm. Got a, lot, a lot of customers at the Comic Cons. We see a lot of cosplayers dressing up as the crew. I have heard so many good things about these games, uh, especially with the animation and the voice acting. This is a game oh, that looks tremendous. amazing. And there's actually kind of a running joke with uh, gamers about the fight between Laura Croft and Nathan Drake and who is truly the better explorer. <laughs> so I always love hearing people's input on that. Although Death Battle did do it, and they actually proved that if you use the games, Laura Croft is technically stronger than Nathan Drake.
0: I'm glad you mentioned it because as, as soon as you said that, I was just like, oh, I wonder if they've done a death battle. So mm-hmm,
1: they have.
2: <laughs> they've, they're kind of running on empty over there a little bit. They've done pretty much everything at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, their, la- their season finale was One Punch Man versus Popeye the Sailor.
2: Yeah, there's no contest there. Saitama wins.
1: Uh, Popeye is
2: Toon Force. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't beat Saitama. That's the
0: whole point of Saitama. You, you
1: can't beat tune Force.
0: Okay. So, but, yes, so I was really conversations where I'm gonna now upload the clip of the one dude from Revenge of the Nerds just screaming nerds when stuff like this happens, so be be prepared, you've now caused me to go find yet another clip, please continue Son of
1: bitch. <laughs> no, I. I- Anyone who spends any time in the gamer world knows of the Uncharted series, knows how amazing it is, knows how well done it is, knows how popular it is, knows how fun it is. And yeah, doing an Uncharted game series was so freaking obvious. We knew it was going to happen.
2: All right. So- yeah. Just very briefly on the craft yeah. element of the games. Understand that Naughty Do- Naughty Dog does all of their animation by hand. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean like pen and paper hand by hand but they they draw it all it's not count okay uh there is some isn't there some mocap for them i'm not sure i i think I, they i, I th- think they do some but they but all of the animation that they paste over it is drawn
1: yeah they don't take shortcuts
2: it, it's why some of their games take so long to come out but it's why they're all so i mean you know they've naughty dog has done uh, the last of us franchise which was one truly spectacular game and
1: one that you And now we're getting a TV series based off of that.
0: Um well, we'll just have to see how that goes.
1: You got Pedro Pascal. How bad can it
0: be? Don't oh, ask Don't, oh, ask don't that open that question. Pandora's box. This is 2022 Hollywood. It can be as bad as your wildest imagination. It, it can be very bad. <laughs> All right. So Nathan and Sam Drinker are caught by a uh, security for trying to steal the first world map made after the Magellan expedition because it's a Sam's third strike the orphanage that houses both boys kick Sam out and force him to stay elsewhere away from Nate Nate goes to their room and catches Sam sneaking out on his own but he promises his little brother I'll be back Sam leaves with a ring belonging to their ancestor Sir Francis Drake with the inscription damn it do it uh, <laughs> nope greatness from small beginnings and now it's you've got gonna, you've got it in do English the do the Latin <laughs> Do the Latin. Seek Parvis Magna. Close enough. It's Thank not you. that hard. It's not that like
1: is... we ask you to speak Italian.
0: Five, 15 years later, five, five years later, uh, Nathan works as a bartender in New York City, which. <laughs> I know I said said before we started, I don't want to do any interruptions. I want to just speed read through this. But I kept getting Cocktail in my head the whole time I'm watching that. I was like, oh, good. He's channeling Tom Cruise from Cocktail. And pickpockets wealthy patrons. Victor Sully Sullivan, a fortune hunter who worked with Sam tracking uh, treasure hidden by the Magellan crew, explains to Nathan that Sam vanished after helping him steal Juan Sebastian Elcano's diary. Nathan, who has several postcards Sam sent him over the years, agrees to help Sully to find his brother. Sully and Nathan go to an auction and steal a golden cross linked to the Magellan crew. There, the pair encounter Santiago Mancada, the last descendant of the Mancada family, who funded the original expedition. And Joe Braddock, leader of the mercenaries hired by Mancada. Nathan is ambushed by Braddock's men, and the ensuing fight creates a distraction for Sully, disguised as an auction attendant to steal the cross. The duel travel to Barcelona, where the treasure is supposedly hidden, and rendezvous with Sully's contact, Chloe Frazier, who has another cross to bear. Chloe steals the first cross from Nathan, but Nathan and Sully convince her to work with them after yet another parkour chase. Meanwhile, Mankata confronts his father, Armando, upon learning the family fortunes being donated. After Armando states his son is not worthy of inheriting it, Mancata orders Braddock to kill him like you do. Nathan, Chloe, and Sully follow clues in, in Elcano's uh, Diary to Santa Maria del Pai, finding a secret crypt b- behind the altar. Nathan and Chloe enter, finding a trap door, but as they open it, the crypt floods with water. Dun, dun, dun. Sully barely manages to help them escape after subduing an ambush by Braddock. Using the two crosses to unlock a secret passage, Nathan and Chloe find a map that indicates the treasure is in the Philippines. Chloe betrays Nathan, having originally been hired by Mankata, and takes the map. Who didn't see that coming? Sully reunites with Nathan and says that he and Sam recovered Elkana's diary. They were ambushed by Braddock. Sam was shot, and Sully narrowly escaped. Mankata, Chloe, and Braddock's team depart in a cargo plane to find the treasure, but Braddock betrays and kills him. Nathan and Sully hide out on the plane. Nathan confronts Braddock while Sully parachutes. Out, Nathan is knocked down on the plane with Chloe, who attempts to escape with the map after Mancada's death, and the pair land in the Philippines, where they realize the map does not pinpoint the treasure. After surmising Sam may have left a clue in his postcards, Nathan concludes the treasure's location. Unsure over Chloe's loyalties, Nathan leaves her fake coordinates and finds the Magellan ships, reuniting with Sully. Braddock follows them, forcing Nathan and Sully to hide as their crew airlifts the ships. In their escape, Sully com- commandeers one of the helicopters, causing Braddock to order the other helicopters to approach for a boarding action. Uh, yeah, Nathan defends himself with from her mercenaries and shoots down the other helicopters with one of the ship's cannons. Braddock drops the ship's anchors while Nathan climbs to the helicopter. Sully throws a bag of collected treasure at Braddock, who is crushed to death <laughs> when the ship breaks and falls. As Philippine naval units arrive, Nathan and Sully escape with a few pieces of pickpocketed treasure while Chloe, who followed them by boat, is left empty-handed. Oh, poor dear, poor dear. All right, Alexis, kick us off here. Oh, no, you've, you've
2: got to talk about the stingers, first of all. I left uh,
0: for that
1: Wikipedia, Wikipedia actually didn't put the uh, stingers on there, so, Robert, oh, as you are the only one who probably knew who they were talking about in that mid credit scene, which went so stupidly esoteric, why don't you talk about them?
2: Well, first of all, we do get the hint that we we do get to see that his brother is alive and stuck in a prison from which he will be liberated, and then gets to help them find Libertalia and the treasure. No, wait, that's the fourth game. Sorry, we who it's like who didn't know Sam I know, was alive? That that was so stupid. Like that 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 that's just the dumbest pseudo stinger. No, our closing stinger is meant to set up part of the. It actually is supposed to set up, in theory, the first action. Thank you, Alex. That's my brother.
0: Anyone who didn't play the game, such a surprise. Uh,
2: The Stinger is supposed to set up essentially the beginning uh, action sequence from the first game, which is Nathan and my brother. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Nathan and Elena, a journalist that he hires to do research on this, following the coordinates that are engraved inside of Sir Francis Drake's ring. To a location, and then they actually wind up looting a German U-boat that is in the jungles of, they're off the coast of Argentina, but don't quote me. This was all an after-credits scene? Mid-credits. Mid- okay. well, hang on. No, 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 The mid-credits scene is supposed to set that up. Oh, okay. It's, it's Nathan talking with one of the uh, antagonists from the first game. Okay. Getting a map. Not,
1: who, if they do get a sequel and he's not played by Neil McDonough, I'm going to be very disappointed.
2: One would really think that would be slam dunk casting,
1: don't wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like I again. I know enough about the game to know who that character was. I'm like, yeah. And you have on on standby, right?
0: Yes, but Hollywood has gotten very French lately. Uh, Hollywood, everyone wants you to do this. Well, we're not gonna. We're gonna have a sandwich.
2: <laughs> oh, they screwed it up. How like life? I give them a perfect score. <laughs> <my quote> the <laughs> well, Robin have Williams a nap. They
1: fire Z missiles. No, uh, that's one of my favorite
2: Robin Williams bits. It was it's from a stand-up thing he did right uh, right after the like right around the time of the 2002 Winter Olympics when they was that big scandal about the French judge giving the uh, a wrong score in the pairs figure skating. So and- I did Eddie Izzard.
0: You did Robin Williams. What were you doing?
1: Classic Flash cartoon. Got it. About the end of the world and uh, all of us flying our nukes at each other.
2: Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that one. Australia is still like WTF, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that's what that's supposed to set up. Uh, He's getting a map, which was, uh, again, allegedly to this German u boat that's got some of the keys that they need for the, uh, again, essentially the plot of the first game.
1: Yeah, it was El Dorado, right? That was the.
2: Yeah. Yeah which was actually Make not a city but money. it was a it is a giant golden coffin that contains not gold but a biological weapon. Right. So for those of you curious about how that game goes and how the next movie might. Right. Complete with Mr. Whiskers. So what no, do you think? no, 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 no. No. That cat is the only thing original that this stupid movie brings
0: to the table. There <laughs> That's is why no- I mentioned
1: with Mr. Plus, Mr. Whiskers. I, I don't and mind I know so he didn't bring a cat.
0: I swear to God on my children. I don't mind for the next hour if you two just talk to each other. I'll sit and watch and, you know, and blink my eyes <laughs> at you. I really will. And you won't offend me none. But at least move on to the movie if you're going to do that. So, uh, Alexis, the third time. Go ahead. Tell us what you thought of the movie. <laughs> okay.
1: Again, didn't play the games, but I did know. I do know that this is not really close enough to the games to get the followers into it. They changed a lot. The eight, yeah, the casting is okay. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are great actors. Robert, (laughs) hang on, hang on, no,
2: no. I I anticipated where you were
1: going. I apologize for that. I think they're great. Care, they're great actors. I think they have amazing chemistry together. And if you told me that they were cast in another movie, I'd be all for it. Hell, I even give credit to the fact that they do genuinely look like they're having a good time making this movie. So, and I've always said on credit that when you have a movie with an actor who's having fun, there is a little bit more likability to it. I really think that we got that with this Mark Wahlberg for one of the few times does actually look like he's enjoying himself. He doesn't look like he's got a pine cone up his ass, Mm. but Speaking as of, I'm...
2: did you get the trailer for his next big drama piece that's in front of this? Because I did. All these fathers do. Yep. Yeah, buddy.
1: <laughs> Woo! This is like, what, his third movie with Mel Gibson as his father?
2: I don't know. I I might watch that out of curiosity because I like Mel Gibson's work. He's a tremendous actor. Crazy.
0: You know, I know it comes out the same weekend as something we're already doing, so it wasn't even. I know. A like, I don't know. If I was gonna watch that, it was gonna just
2: be like as my own out of my own curiosity. That yeah, right? yeah. was not yeah. gonna be
1: reviewed here. But anyway, um, so but yeah, as anyone who's even seen clips of the games knows, they are way too young to play the roles of Nathan Drake and Sully. Nathan Drake, again, looks like a 20 year ago Nathan Fillion, which would still be early 30s. I know in the game he's supposed to be late twenties. But he does not look that young. Mm-hmm. And Sully has always been with gray hair and a gray mustache and the big cigar. And I'm sitting there going, it's like, again, it's like, okay, I know Mark Wahlberg really wanted this role, but you couldn't at least gray him at the temples a bit. I would I would have given this movie a lot of credit if they had just given him a little gray hair. I think Can I, I was
0: like yes, positive theory.
1: hmm
0: That wouldn't let him do it. I don't even think it's his ego. I think that you're sitting around with a bunch of producers <clears throat> and studio executives, and you're kind of looking at dailies and stuff. And there's a conversation about how Tom Hex, Tom Holland is the big sexy star right now, and Mark Wahlberg is the big sexy star, and we want a mass audience of men and women and children to come see this thing. So we can't make Mark Wahlberg look too much like a gross old man because we want women to swoon, and so they don't. And I think for the Instead same. They just spent half the film making him a bumbling idiot. I don't think women care about that. Um Tom Holland did look amazing while he was doing those pushups. See, this is my point. This was we were talking before the before the podcast started about the casting of these two, and I said this is the thing that Hollywood does all the time: is that one, they want the cast to age with the franchise if the franchise is game and makes money. Two. They want to cast people that are that are popular now, you know. They want to tap into what is what are the centerpieces of the culture in terms of actors. And I mean, between you know the Spider Man movies and some other stuff that Tom Holland's done right now, he's one of the, you know, he, he's up there with the Chris's, all seventy two of them that are popular at, at this time. And so I think again, remember when they're making these movies, there's probably one person in the room. Who, you know, who uh, is, is in a corner and he's wearing he's wearing broken glasses and, you know, he hasn't slept in a week. And he's going, but what about the people who played the game? They're like, shut up, you know, <laughs> as the eight or nine other big burly cigar smoking men all talk about what sexy people can be put in this thing to sell tickets. Thus my my theory on Mark Wahlberg and the not looking like the guy in the game.
1: Fair enough, but, like, I, I'm sorry, I'm still going to speak for the gamers that they are sure. way too young to play these roles. Okay, Again, they're great actors, but Tom Holland, he's got such a boyish charm that he, I'm sorry, we just saw him in Spider-Man No Way Home. He has a
2: 17-year-old who looked age-appropriate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know he's in his 20s, but he doesn't. Like, what is he, 25, 27? Uh, Mark, do you still have Wikipedia open, or did you close that? No, I got it. Okay, um, you want to take care of that?
0: I believe he's a thousand and elf years, but he's also uh twenty five okay he was born and I was midway through college
1: <laughs> I got a <have> babysat him, <laughs> but so my biggest problem with this film, besides really bad pacing, I'm sorry, there was just so many scenes I was like, wow, you really didn't know how to. F- you know, properly establish the mood of this shot, did you? When they find the gold underneath the false barrels, I was literally saying, that's it. It just, (laughs) it rushes so badly. It has really, this movie does have really good action adventure set pieces. I'll say that the scene with the flying pirate ship, Magellan ships is really well done. Very fun, very enjoyable. But... This movie, A, is not strong enough with the fans that they're going to, you know, be saying, yes, yes, this gets us. And it is not strong enough on its own to demand its own franchise. Am I glad I saw it? Yeah. Did I have fun? Yeah. Do I want to buy it on DVD? No. Am I clamoring for a sequel? No. So, I don't think, I just don't think it's strong enough.
0: All right, Robert, I know you've got a lot to say and you're chomping at the bit, so... Don't let me stop you, sister.
2: All right, uh, I'll try to be brief here. I'm not going to do too much comparison to the game. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Don't
0: lie to the people.
2: Look, don't lie to us. Look, you don't lie to the people, Mark. I can lie to the people.
1: <laughs>
0: okay.
2: You have to be the you have to be the face the people trust,
0: Professor. I've signed up for this lecture. Please start.
1: <laughs> have you now? He's got let- lectures from both
2: of us coming this week. <laughs> I'm not going to do too many one-to-one comparisons to the game. I'm not going to go, but they did it differently in the game and blah, blah. blah. Like, I don't think that's a fair comparison when you're adapting material. You're not promised a one-to-one, a shot-for-shot changeover from one medium to another. If you want that, go play the games. I encourage you to do so. They're better. But you also don't get a free pass to try and wholesale piggyback on an existing IP and fandom and then do your own thing and then wonder why doesn't anyone like what I did. So you can't really have it both ways there. So I, I'm, I'm not going to do a, a one-to-one here, but there might be a few references. Uh, let's start with Holland and Wahlberg. Alexis is entirely correct. These they're the, Unless you wanted to go a different kind of prequel than this one is, uh, it's a mistake. Wahlberg as Sullivan as Sully was not a bit of casting. I got behind as soon as it was announced.
0: Uh,
3: how didn't much like of, it.
0: How infractions how much of that is your um, hatred of Mark Wahlberg and how much of that is he's the wrong guy for this part.
2: Wonderfully about in this case fifty fifty.
0: All right.
1: Wasn't he? He was attached from this again. This movie's been in development hell for a while, but I think he was attached from the beginning, and he openly admitted that he stuck with it through all the changes. He was very passionate about getting to play Sully. I he was. Uh, I mean, when he was originally announced as
2: being part of it, again, this, we're talking like ten years ago at least. My fear was they were casting him as Drake. Oh God. Which would have been such a
1: horrible horrible decision even 10 years or younger mark Wahlberg would have been a terrible 20 decision year,
2: 20 years ago mark Wahlberg would still have been a mm-hmm. terrible decision like he, he's not that guy uh, but when it came out when they said holland was in, like oh god they're giving him sully i appreciate his enthusiasm for the project and i think you're corrected he does come across as not being there at gunpoint uh which is nice Unfortunately, the writing falls down in addition to his casting being, I think, a little bit off, and his character is written as intermittently hyper-competent or a tired old man who just wants to get one last score and be done with this, and they never find the right balance of those two tones, and that's not, that's not all on Wahlberg. That's on the writing more than anything else. I don't think Mark Wahlberg has the right kind of charm for Sullivan sully is not a guy whose loyalty is ever in question this is a this is a giant misread of the entire ip that goes into the writing of this thing where they spend most of it with our three pseudo leads it's two leads and one vestigial appendix <laughs> seriously you could write chloe Fraser out of this movie and lose nothing
1: i don't know they kept fl- i'm not gonna lie the Wikipedia said she was the love interest and you oh. we knew we had a lot of scenes with them together and we have multiple scenes of Sully saying you and your girlfriend it's like and you don't even have them flirt let alone kiss or have sex or something it's like you have a scene with them in a bedroom he's got his shirt off and again Tom Holland Arr. is nicely put on the muscle Arr. she's in a bathrobe and I'm saying they're going so you're not going to build up the sexual chemistry at all. And yeah, sorry, those two actors have no sexual
0: chemistry. None. None whatsoever. So I think they're probably, they, they might have written one in there because who wouldn't want to have Tom Holland bang this broad and, you know, and capture it on film. However, your PG-13 kids in the audience, they probably were like, yeah, if Marvel can get away with a sexless universe, why can't we? Well, they, they got away with dollars. the most
1: bloodless throat cutting I've ever seen in a movie in my <laughs> I, life.
0: Because in PG13 movies, nobody has blood.
1: Sorry, I that, that I get hurt that. my soul
0: when I Look, when they did that overhead shot.
1: You can have a bloodless throat cutting you can do that but the but yeah that overhead shot where he just looks like someone took the his, his mother's lipstick and dragged it across his neck
2: terrible. just like look i know terrible. you can't use blood
1: for the rain but you could have done something else
2: yeah, there's so, there's so many
0: other ways they could have gone
2: or he, I, he falls face down and that's it
0: i but, don't want to get off track here but you know the nerd tidal wave that's coming from the Batman being PG 13 because Batman's not going to rip someone's head off like the predator and pull their spine out.
1: I mean, look, I'd rather Batman's never been rated R.
0: (laughs) Look, I I know that you know that, but we live in a world where if Batman doesn't punch someone to death, people aren't going to be able to go to sleep at night.
2: Yeah. And those people are idiots. So, but you, warner no,
1: brothers I, will never ha- allow a batman movie that they can't market to a larger audience 100 it's kind of a shame but uh but
2: yeah that that throat cut man that hurt my soul like who thought i there's so much that goes into that that i hate but really I, i'm just a, like from the dailies kind of thing who thought that was a good shot like who <laughs> Who thought, who thought this was the this was a, a good scene to put into our movie just terrible just um, so- frame it
1: so his neck and head are out of shot for the rest of the time you know we get i think that actually would have been a lot more harrowing because it allows your imagination to fill in the blanks of just how yeah
0: don't show him oh, yeah. show pull the camera back uh or or close up on a and then have blood flow into the shot
2: can't have blood at hmm. all mark
0: nope you can't you can't show blood disconnected from a body. You can't show a puddle of blood. I you could know, have done other things. Not.
1: He was holding a drink. Have the drink fall out of his hand. That's classic. Uh, oh, look, there, there's a million ways they could have, and they
2: chose like the, the student film version.
0: <laughs> I mean, and I
2: mean high school student
0: film. Yeah, not yeah. Again, mother's here. lipstick. You know what they should have done? Then stabbed him in the back, and then he could have gone Aye! Just like that. Aye! You know what? I, I agree. And then fall down. And then you don't have to worry about the blood anymore. It, sure. That, that would spurt worked. from your neck when slit.
2: Yeah. Throat cutting's a messy way to go. Yeah. Nice stab uh, in the it, back, does it? Anyway. Robert, so, what were your so, thoughts
1: on the Nolan North cameo?
2: Oh, that, hurt. that hurt because I watched him and went, why isn't it just you? <laughs> why, why am I doing this when you're right there? <laughs> All you're doing is reminding me of something better
1: my problem with it was i saw it with on i caught a matinee on monday not a very full audience but decent amount i'd say maybe about 10 other people in there i know who nolan north is i've seen his face plastered at enough convention meet and greets he's like one of the most prolific voice, video game voice actors currently he's on the there. market so i know who he is and I hate to say it, I'd actually forgotten he was the voice of Nathan Drake, but the minute I saw him I immediately put to him, it's like, oh, of course. And then he says the when they talk about they fell out of the plane, that was also a really kick-ass action sequence. But then they say, it's like, yeah, we fell out of the plane. He goes, oh, I did something like that once. I started laughing, game and three. no one else in the theater was. I'm the only person who got the joke.
2: Yeah, for the record, in the third game, Nathan Drake falls out of the back of a cargo plane like that and lands in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Um yeah I, I enjoyed that you know I'm happy to see the guy get paid to do that so you know good for him um, yes uh, Wahlberg again not great I think they badly wrote the character and the, his interactions with Drake are just they missed the mark badly when it came to the writing when it comes to Tom Holland um, one I'm with you he looks too young here's the other problem well, there's, there's one problem that is logistical outside the scope of the movie, and there's one within the movie. Within the movie, I'm not saying Tom Holland does not have charm. He's got the wrong kind of charm for Nathan Drake. Holland's... The way Holland's performances kind of draw you in as far as his charm goes is he does the teenager in over his head gimmick.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what he feels like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And... His likability makes up for the fact that most people want to see teenagers get hit by cars, (laughs) unless they're yours, in which case you want it to be a bus half the time, and the other half of the time you throw yourself in
1: front of it willy-nilly.
0: Neither here. I would have
1: liked if the three teenagers in the movie theater had gotten hit by a car.
0: Stop wishing death on people. Doesn't have to be death, Mark. Both of you. My goodness. Or if you're going to wish death on people, do it right and join a cult. And I don't Mm -hmm. mean and I don't mean some of these cults on Twitter. I mean a good cult. But the sacrifice yes <laughs> and, and the the, goats and the whatnot not these weirdos chasing after japanese women dressed as maids yeah yeah
3: <laughs>
0: not that cult but uh, the the point there is
2: drake's drake's charm is supposed to be more and I, I hate to use the reference but it's supposed to be more harrison ford more indiana jones it's supposed to be
0: yeah, <laughs> My brother A good memeing Never hurt anyone <laughs> it's true.
1: Why don't we just get your brother on the freaking show here He's offering He's a better commentary <laughs> uh, But Holland's,
2: Holland's charisma and his charm is all wrong for this role You need someone who's smooth You need someone who's uh, A little bit sarcastic But has a uh, A real deep kind of soulfulness Under it I'm not saying Holland, is again, I'm not saying that Tom Holland's not a charming enough actor. He is. He plays Peter Parker quite well. Um, he's done other, other stuff in that same vein, perfectly admirably. I'm not even saying he can't do deeper acting performances. He's great in stuff like The Devil All the Time. The man can act. And
1: he was good. Again, the, he was good in the action scenes. The scene where they're flying out of the plane and he's climbing up all the boxes and everything trying to get back. I thought he was really good in that stunt work.
2: There's a degree of the physicality that he absolutely gets. And that's to his credit and to this coordinator and whoever's and the stunt men and everything like that. That all works more or less. I want to cast Tom
0: Holland and Ryan Reynolds in parkour the movie.
2: I would really rather not.
0: (laughs) Stop (laughs) with the lizard brain, Mark. (laughs) Robert, you and I keep thinking of things we can pitch to get on a streaming service because they'll make anything. Now, I think this is our ticket. Parkour the movie. Just an hour and a half of Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds doing parkour. I think that might be too experimental for even streaming (laughs) services, Mark.
2: We're going to workshop. It'll be fine. I'm going to put it on a Kickstarter. We'll we'll need to come up with some kind of plot. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Holland's just a little bit miscast. This is not the kind of role that he's ever really going to be able to pull off accurately. And that's not on him as an actor. That's a misread from the studio trying to get someone, hey, who's the it kid? Eh, How about that Tom Holland fellow? He'll be good for a franchise. You mean in addition to the three others he's already a part of, you idiots?
1: I don't <laughs> blame pub- him for
2: saying The it. guy who's publicly taking a break. Not. don't blame yeah. him for that one bit. And as soon as he comes back, you want to know what's going to be first on his docket? It ain't Uncharted. It's Spider-Man. Not by a long shot. <laughs> you're, playing, you're signing up to play second fiddle to a much bigger corporation for a, a Casting a guy who's already saying, I'm taking a break. Like you're shooting yourself in the foot for no reason other than a temporary boost. in well, maybe when there's other people you better saying that,
0: but he just, just like five days ago, said he was taking a break from acting. They cast him in uncharted in like 1977. I mean, it was a long time ago. Remember these things have all been held back for two and three years. Hey, you, you ramble a little bit more. I'm going to go find the, uh, the principal photography.
1: You know who I actually think would have been really, may, and maybe I got the age wrong here, but I think who'd been a really good Nathan Drake? Chris Pine.
0: Uh, okay, principal Pine photography began. Principal photography began on March sixteenth, twenty twenty, and then Holland finished shooting his scenes October twenty third of twenty twenty. So yeah, they shot this whole, and, they, and then they did some reshoots in July of twenty twenty one. He was cast in. He had to have been what cast in twenty nineteen, I guess twenty eighteen.
2: I don't know. Um, I remember it being taught. Even when you cast him, he's already signed up for like eight Marvel
0: movies. Okay. That's a valid point. Okay. May. Hey, Robert May, 2017 Tom Holland was cast as young Nathan Drake. So your argument that, you know, he's miscast because of the, all the character traits is valid. He's not the right guy because he's already tied up in Marvel. is probably a valid point. You're, your supposition that he's, you know, don't don't hire the guy after he's already announced he's taking a break. You're about four years off.
2: No, no, no. My point about him taking a break is now we're just piling on, like that. That wouldn't have possibly you know, okay, known. Okay, sure, but that's just more bad luck
0: okay fair enough but at least you know and
2: that's all i'm saying like i'm not they didn't hire the guy after
1: he said i'm retired (laughs) and for the record it's abundantly clear that there is no start immediate sequel uh in his contract otherwise he wouldn't have been able to take a break yeah yeah so yeah if 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 uncharted is getting a sequel and i think it's pretty obvious it is because it's made enough money yeah we're going to
0: talk about that and, and the money but but that but I want a, to stop you there and just weekend. say this because I want to come back to this point. There, they have nothing prepared. There is nothing in development. They are looking towards the future. Development takes two, three years unless something is fast tracked. Like I think Shang Chi notoriously got fast tracked, and its development was about twenty minutes. So,
3: and
2: the end product showed.
0: <laughs> so my point is, we're probably you're probably not going to see another Uncharted movie any earlier than 2024 or 2025 it's got to be developed it's got to be scripted it's you know it's got to be produced and then you know and then he has to agree to come back
2: yeah there's there's a lot of that that has to line up so you and i'm happy to admit some of this is just bad luck Mm -hmm. and that happens and it sucks but i'm not going to pretend that it didn't happen and that it and that it's not part of what's going on here as far as the rest of this movie I said, I think you can cut the Chloe Frazier character out of this thing completely. The fact that this movie, the script ran out of things for her to do so obviously that her entire bit in the third act consists
0: of... (laughs) She went to go join Captain Marvel.
2: Sure. (laughs) Her entire bit in the third act consists of sitting around in a hotel room with Tom Holland. While he does stuff. And then getting misdirected to drive around in a boat.
0: Yes. And then she goes, finds Captain Marvel off screen for a good 20 minutes to uh, to a half an hour. I, uh, not look. to mention,
1: as much as I like Teddy Gabrielle, as Joe Braddock loved her on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. In what universe do you have this actress take over as the bad guy against Antonio Fucking Banderas? What in the me? in the
0: universe where men and women are built exactly the same, have the same exact sex organs, the same exact uh, body chemistry, strength, endurance, everything. Not not a damn bit of difference between men and women. None. Sorry. Zero.
1: I was so looking forward to seeing. Okay, Banderas is not a notable character from the game he's an original character yeah. but I was so looking forward to seeing him play the villain I love Antonio Banderas oh, he's I, such I, a good actor he, and he plays evil so well I said this to Robert before evil. we
0: started Hollywood is desperate to make de- toddy Gabrielle happen like they look at they, they look at people uh, with a certain presentation who they want to see America embrace and toddy Gabrielle is one of those people. That's why they 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 did that because I'm sure there's a version of the script where that doesn't happen and they were like no 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 we want you know once once Tati Gabrielle had that part they were like no, no 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 we need to make her the villain of this thing but we've already got Antonio Banderas well fuck kill him off and then make her Darth Vader because she's amazing it, it, I, I again cannot... she's a
1: really good actor but you don't replace Antonio Banderas with Prudence from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina
0: you do when you want to make Prudence a thing
2: here's. Hmm ultimately here's the I, I, I will not understand I will no one can make me understand. I'm not even necessarily taking Mark's word for that sequence of events. Like I'm not saying he's wrong, but I would need more evidence. I, I will never understand the logic behind taking a charismatic, wonderfully slimy uh, in the, in this version. One of the only characters who's actually somewhat written in terms of his backstory and his motivations and everything played by again by this charismatic smooth yet intimidating just slimy enough but good enough actor to let you see that there's other stuff going on behind the eyes and behind the scenes like that's freaking perfect and you decide to kill him off in favor of a plank of wood (laughs) Who delivers all of her line reading through her teeth right about like this. So I don't get it. It's painfully, painfully stupid. Whoever made that decision needs to be beaten with a fish.
0: To be clear, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate in this particular case. It's not that I think these, these were good ideas. I can just see where they're coming from. I've also been paying attention to enough of the patterns now and listening to other reviewers bring this up and I don't mean to be that guy I'm not trying to be necrotic or the critical drinker or any of those people but they do have a point there is a pattern and it's happening in all like the, the big uh, mainstream franchises across the board from Star Wars to Lord of the Rings to this to that to the other thing to he-man and that is there has to be an on-screen denuding of a, of a prominent male character in favor of raising another female character who probably doesn't deserve to be in that spot, but we're gonna say she does because we have an agenda here. They didn't do it to the to the credit. They didn't do it to either Tom Holland or Mark Wahlberg, but they you know, but they figured they could sacrifice Antonio Banderas on the altar of wokeness, and that is the pattern right now. That is where we are in Hollywood. It is part of the fabric. Of our culture, it it just is, and you can't even it. makes
1: it doesn't even make sense for her character to have done it. She's no. a mercenary leader, mercenary. She should. have It's like if I, I mean, call me crazy, but I'm thinking that if it gets out that she and her team killed their clients, and then took the gold, mm-hmm. you know, I mean,
0: presumably they're rich enough they don't care anymore. But I mean, I, that, again. I am not making the argument these were sound decisions. I'm pointing out that this is where we are in the culture right now, and it's only been about the zillion time it's happened in the last few years.
2: And I'm gonna keep saying it's stupid every time it happens.
0: Okay, and we will continue to do this dance, Robert Winfrey. We will forever dance in the moonlight, you and I.
2: Fair enough, but it, it, <laughs> it's it's such a stupid decision. You take again, you take the only character that's somewhat written. Like they don't do a good job writing Nathan Drake. His his characterization, what makes him tick and what gives him his heart and his connection with other people. They do a piss poor job of it. They don't give Sully much of a character behind that, well, can I trust him or can I not? And can Mark Wahlberg's charisma carry me to like the guy even though I can't trust him? The answer is not really. And you then take the only guy that you do a little bit of character work with and you kill him off again in favor of a goon. <laughs> and that's all her that's all the character of Joe Braddock is. She's a stupid, faceless goon. Robert, can
0: I talk to you for a minute? I just I want to talk to you. May really? I come and sit down and talk with you? Will you take my hand and let me talk to you?
2: I'm not gonna touch. I'm you, sorry, I'm should I
1: turn my, my camera off now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you stay if you want to, it's gonna get weird. No. Um <laughs> so you you have a better memory for this than I do, and you're you're a you're a much more stringent nostalgia cop than I could ever be. Am I remembering wrong that the Indiana Jones movies, or at least two out of four of them, were actually about something? The presentation was treasure hunting, but there was a subtext that was gritty and something that you could really buy into and relate. And and even though what people remember about Indiana Jones is running away from a boulder and the whip and the shooting the swordsman and all of that, what whether you realize it or not, what your brain does, as Mr. Plinkett would say, is that there's stuff going on with these characters and their relationships that drew you in and took you along for the ride and that's what makes indiana jones and two out of four movies stand the test of time or am i not remembering that right
2: um you're remembering correctly let me go briefly through this Mm -hmm. Uh, the first three all have important subtext Mm -hmm. people like to dump on temple of doom because it's so different from the other two and It's the weakest of the original trilogy, but I defy you all to go back and rewatch it and tell me it's bad.
0: Oh, I just make
1: fun of it because of Cape (laughs) Capshaw. That's (laughs)
0: fair. Who doesn't?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Temple of Doom, but I'm not going to lie that it does have some really amazing pieces and... I cannot get over how awesome the uh, minecart chasing the is. Thing in that I'm draw-
0: movie. The thing I'm drawing attention to, because well, we all I, 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 love oh, the, my, the video game aspects of Indiana Jones, but I want to talk about subtext, and I'm well, going okay. somewhere with this, so go ahead.
2: Okay, so the subtext, the relevant subtext for the three trilogy movies, and we don't talk about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
0: <laughs> no, no, no.
2: Raiders. <sighs> Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's like, God damn it, Robert, you went right into that.
2: <laughs> okay, look, I have a. I will find another way to say that and he will never be able to do that again. <laughs> I have a terrible habit of ruining people's fun like this and I
1: make no apologies for it. That's your assignment for our next review, man. We have got to make sure he doesn't do that joke ever again.
0: No, I, no, no. I,
1: it's okay. It, I, will, <laughs> I will, I will, I guarantee I
0: will get find on with it.
2: Raiders but of the Lost Ark anymore. Raiders of the Lost Ark is about Indiana Jones and bits of his regret throughout his life and kind of coming to terms with some of the decisions that he's made in the past and finding a little bit more of what he wants the future to be he is again he's a treasure hunter but he's kind of a little bit down on his luck he's got these people in his past who he feels badly about how things worked out marion in particular and it's about him kind of reconnecting with that and moving on from his past Temple of Doom, which is actually which chronologically takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark, is about Indiana Jones overcoming his darker self. We find him there and he is not a really a he's allegedly a professor but he is he's not nearly as altruistic. He's not nearly as enlightened for want of a better expression. He is very greedy. He is very self-centered and while he's still it's not that he doesn't care about the people around him, it's one of the things that makes him a more grounded character. What he's after in that movie is explicitly fortune and glory. And by the end of it, he has learned that there are things more important than the material wealth at, at immediate immediately at hand. For uh, for The Last Crusade, which is my personal favorite of the trilogy, and I maintain the best written. Agree. If, if we're just talking about writing. Raiders is the most fun to watch, but uh, give me The Last Crusade any day. Last Crusade is about uh, Spielberg, I think, uh, when he describes that movie, describes, you know, the grail is secondary. The search is for the relationship between Indiana Jones and his father. Yep. The grail just happens to be what they're doing together, but the search for the grail is the search for his father and what that means to him. Okay. So the um, reason
0: why I went down this road is because... This movie a, has yeah, none. <laughs> that. <laughs> yes, this movie has no subtext. But it's also a really classic example of a, of another pattern in Hollywood that I've noticed, which is people... Are our age or a little older, a little younger, but probably within a 20 year period, a 20 year frame of all three of us. I am eight years older, I think, than both of you. Um, So, you know, it's a pretty wide area, but go with me on this. People who have all seen the Indiana Jones movies and got the wrong message because they think it's about running away from a boulder and about finding treasure and cracking whips and shooting swordsmen. They don't see the subtext. And I know that. Because most people don't, I mean, your brain does, but most people don't consciously see the subtext of the Indiana Jones movies. They just think it's about sexy Harrison Ford cracking a whip. And so when they go to sit, and so they go to Hollywood and they go to write a movie and they say, and they say, let's do Indiana Jones, but it's uncharted. Okay. Well, what do I remember from Indiana Jones? Stunts. And they don't know what the movies are about. And so the, it, this uncharted movie is a poor translation of a misunderstood Indiana Jones movie and that's my big problem with it. it because you're... again, devoid of all the knowledge of the games, I watch this thing and go, okay, this is somebody this is somebody's poor cover of a song they don't understand but sounds nice in their ears. I
1: think yeah. they were trying to have the subtext about Nathan Drake's relationship to his brother and his feelings of abandonment and the fact that he that his lifelong dream to discover that treasure with his brother, it's that he had to learn that he could to stand on his own. But I'm not saying that was well done.
0: No, no, because you're not wrong. Except that there's subtext, and then they smack you in the face with a frying pan text. Okay, this movie had all the subtext of porn. Robert, you were about to say something.
2: Uh, I, I was just going to move on to some of my next issues with the movie. Oh, but no, you're entire like good subtext doesn't need a character standing, looking at the screen, going, "But I waited. To, I wanted to be right here with my brother all these years." Or him miming, you know, steering the pirate ship and going, but I've been waiting my whole life to do this. Like, there's ways to do that, but I don't, I then, like, if he's doing the thing where he's steering the ship and, you know, speaking like a pirate, I don't need Mark Wahlberg. I don't need Mark Wahlberg to then go, hey, Jack Sparrow, knock it off, and then him to go, but don't you understand, my whole life I've dreamed of this moment, driving pretending to drive a flying pirate ship as it's carried by a helicopter and we fight for our lives
0: my I'm ga- sorry, I my actually
2: like how- that, no, no, no. that scene I,
1: was, I, I, it, I thought I like that scene because I, th- I didn't think it was the subtext I thought it was just more oh come on I'm sitting on a pirate ship you don't think I'm gonna have some fun with this I was okay gauge with for how well things
0: are written it. is if I turn to my eight and my 11 year old and they're like this is awesome I understood everything that was happening your movie was written too stupid. If they look at me and they go, I don't know what the hell I watched for two hours, but what I saw looked awesome. Dude. Um, Then I go, okay, you wrote this for people with functioning brain cells. You wrote this for adults. And if children happen to, like, get bullied for them, this is is the former, not the latter. And that's my biggest problem with Uncharted because as a purely visual spectacle, it's fine. You know, Tom Holland does a lot of fun parkour stuff. Um, as, as, you know, chasing after Chloe Frazier in the one scene. And, you know, the, I didn't know that that was part of the game, but him, you know, falling out of the plane, uh, and jumping on the boxes and whatnot was all fun video game stuff that I couldn't play. Um,
2: him, him falling out of the plane is a pretty good sequence. The chase Mm -hmm. through Barcelona feels like it's there to have a chase. Like there's, there's,
0: I mean, it all, you know, I'm going to say something positive in its favor, at least the fights between the men and the women. Was, were 50 50 booking it wasn't the men always getting their ass kicked and obviously you can't kick a woman's ass because really how could you no i i was i was <laughs> you know? very
2: i was pleasantly surprised by the fight between joe and mark Wahlberg. yeah, yeah. where she in the tra- pizza place where she has to use bits of technique to try and overcome the right. obvious physical disparity yeah
0: i i wanted to give the movie at least some credit they handled the fight scenes with some competency
2: I will agree with that fight scene and, you know, him slamming her through the glass that he'd already broken was
0: kind of a nice yeah. touch. Um, uh, him thank- going in Tom Holland, you know, fighting with the Scottish guy that you he, saw so he's part yeah. of that in the trailer and then him jumping into the chandelier and all that stuff. I mean, look, dude, I mean, is, is this like, you know, Chris Nolan Tenet action sequences? No, but I think for your general audience, these, these, these were suffice. You know, these were perfectly serviceable is the word I was looking for. The, um, the, the
2: the final action set piece again with the flying ships, mm-hmm. which you know what? There's only one thing about this that I'm going to say that doesn't work that way. Now, mm-hmm. bear in mind, none of it works that way. Absolutely none of it. Uh, I'll go with your ships. I'll go with your helicopters live, having enough power to airlift a a Spanish
0: made of wood, a giant a, wooden, a wooden pirate
2: ship. A year old wooden sailing ship that <laughs> a tropical climate yeah well, fine i'll give you that that thing didn't rot to pieces i that's stupid but i'll go with you only one thing that i'm really going to point out to you gunpowder flattens over time 500 <laughs> year old gunpowder will not light
1: hell the, the, the limit on gunpowder is so much less than that even if it hadn't, much less. he would have gone deaf from being that close to that cannon explosion. Yeah, he was right there. Not to mention trying to aim it. Like there.
2: Also, he'd
0: have broken a bone when it rolled over him.
2: That too. It would have rolled back. It. I mean, not to mention the fact that miraculously that cannon maintained its structural integrity when, again, we're talking about a five to six hundred year old piece of metal left in a very damp environment. I, I, again, it's in the tropics in the Philippines. You know what happens to metal when you leave it out there untreated like that? You ever <laughs> seen a 600-year-old cannon? They're in museums. You look mm-hmm. at one of those things and tell me it's safe to fire.
0: <laughs> Anything else? Because I want to conclude my and when we move on to the money since we're almost on an hour.
2: There's bunches of the action in this movie that I hated the presentation because it's cut to hell. Mm-hmm. It's too... There, everything is cut. It's punch, cut, punch, cut. There And you don't really have a chance to let any of it breathe and it's annoying and not pleasant not a pleasant viewing experience uh, and some of it's okay some of it's not uh, ultimately this movie it fails on a writing level it's badly paced it ping-pongs between action that is occasionally passable and occasionally pointless and exposition dumps that do that a talented writer could have integrated into other sequences rather than having to have two characters stand around and dump exposition all over the audience it pointlessly kills off the only interesting character in favor of a
0: stock goon i want to It point it pointly kills off a interesting character so that we can promote trinity sure <laughs> uh, I'm not even, I'm not going to complain
2: about the travel log. That's more or less, that's partially accurate to the games, but you managed to take what should have been a slam dunk adaptation of material that is geared towards this kind of cinematic adaptation with characters that are interesting, recognizable, and engaging and should have been your grand, genuine successor to one of the most enduring action adventure legacies in Not just film, but in all of entertainment media, and you turned it into a cheap, forgettable, disposable bit of popcorn. Nothing. Yeah, you actually (laughs) raw, freaking.
0: You you actually stole my line there because that's that's kind of how I wanted to conclude this. So I'll just rephrase it and then we'll move on. As a film, this is poorly made. There's too much wrong with it. It's it does not in any way elevate the medium this is not a well-made film as a product designed to sell tickets to as many people as possible and be disposable forgettable and enjoyable for at least a few minutes it works just fine there's a level of mass produced competency that goes into a feature like this and i'm recognizing that more and more as we as we you know bifurcate our viewing experience on damn you hollywood you know last week we did the steven soderbergh movie and it had its issues too but we discussed it as a film and as a film it was imperfect but it was still a film i would not have called kimmy a product and certainly big bug wasn't a product this was a product uh this was but but i but to their credit I think everyone went into this knowing it was a product. It was, it was always meant to be a product. No one went into this with the predisposition that they were making art here. They were absolutely I, making a widget.
2: And I've had this discussion before. I'm going to reiterate it here I've, I've at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't object to the existence of non-high art film. I never have. I never will. There's a lot of high art film I can't stand for a variety of reasons. I just miss the days when this type of movie would have been treated with care when people mm-hmm. would have actually cared about what they were
0: making and tried to put more into it other than... Well, that's why I made the Indiana Jones comparison, because when Spielberg uh, and Lucas were doing Indiana Jones, they were absolutely making a mass appeal event picture that harkened back to the days of yore, where they mm-hmm. saw treasure hunting adventurers going into the jungle. But they treated it with care and made yeah. a film. That... Either by evolution, devolution, or laziness, I think it's time constraints. I I genuinely now. I genuinely
2: think it's a lack of talent
1: first and foremost.
0: Mm -hmm. You've got what else this
1: guy directed? Actually, I
2: didn't
0: Uh, recognize the
1: name of the director.
0: Wrap up, Robert, and I'll look real quick.
1: Uh, I got it. Just to
2: the point, I genuinely think it's a lack of talent by a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a lot of studio executives who don't care.
0: Hey, Robert, you and- he directed Venom.
1: Both Zombieland movies.
3: Yep.
0: Not a lot here. <laughs> did, yes. Robert, did Robert just walk off into the wilderness to uh, live deliberately? No. no yes, I was, he did. I was waiting
2: to see if you had anything else to add before I...
0: Zombieland, uh, he- 30 Minutes to Less, Gangster Squad, Venom, Zombieland, Double Tap, and now Uncharted. And he's executive produced a bunch more of these, including Let There Be Carnage.
2: Okay, this is, this is not his style of film.
1: <laughs> he's done he a lot more TV shows, and he's actually done a lot of um, uh, like live shows. Like He directed several episodes of Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, Funny or Die, Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. I'm going to
2: go out on a limb here, and, t- and I'm going to take a guess about how he got this job.
0: Hang on. This is what you need to know before you say another word here in his in his Wikipedia page is an entire list of big time commercials. He's directed lots of them for things like McDonald's Burger King ESPN Levi's and KFC.
2: Okay. here's what happened. I'm going to guess at this and I'm probably going to be right. This thing has been in production hell for so long. They've cycled through at least three other directors. They got to the point when, well, we've got Tom Holland, we've got Mark Wahlberg, we've got a movie, and someone went, wait, we don't have a director. And they went down to the lot, and they said, who wants to direct Unch- Direct Uncharted? And this guy was walking out of his latest commercial shoot and said, yeah, sure, why not? I'll give it a stab. <laughs>
0: I don't even think he said yeah, sure, or it was a question. I think they saw the guy walking out of a KFC shoot and said, "You put the Dude. fucking bucket of chicken down. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> and he went, "I what?" <laughs> There's yeah, Tom Holland is, in some boxes.
2: Go. He is, um, he is not adept at this kind of film, and it's very painfully obvious. He gets, he has a partial screenwriting credit for this, which makes it even worse. This is a badly written movie. It's not very well put together. It's, again, it's cheap, it's disposable, it's forgettable, it's a giant pile of nothing from an IP that should have been, and could, not just should have been, could easily have
0: been so much better. All right. And with that said, here... Um, I'm doing this all out of water. Hey, actually, before we go, Alexis, um, you've been patient, waiting for Robert and I to finish up for the last 20 minutes or so. What did you think of the music?
1: It wasn't half bad, although admittedly, I think you could have used a little bit more epicness. Maybe I'm a little spoiled rotten, but when I think of action-adventure music, I actually go back to something like the Pirates of the Caribbean music or Lord of the Rings. I feel more- that some of the scenes, especially with them flying around with the Magellan ships, again, I will say that that was a well-done action scene, but the music could have used a little bit more of a an oomph.
2: More, uh, more John Williams and Hans Zimmer, less Dr. Dre.
0: So the guy that did the um, the music for this, the score... Has done, uh, and I'm only going to read a few of these, but he's done a handful. Uh, He did the Eternals. He did. (laughs) He did a bunch of of television. Hey, Robert. He did Reese Witherspoon turns into romaine lettuce. Um, How is this guy
2: still getting work?
0: He did Warcraft. Oh God. He did Pacific Rim. Wait, Pacific Rim actually had a good soundtrack. He did. um, Click on
1: the. Hang on
0: click on the pacific rim one who helped who held his hand through that i must know uh tell us, this is all music composed by Ramin Djawadi. Uh, uh, wait which pacific rim
1: first
2: one pacific rim dude not uprising pacific rim <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay well you I'm know gonna look what i'm going to look up his who... right twice a day <laughs>
0: I'm going to look up who helped him with that. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Well, while well, you do that, if you're interested in this man's work, uh, his Iron Man soundtrack, clash of the Titans, medal of honor. No anyone one else. Wow. Any of the game. I'm just going to assume that Guillermo del Toro helped him with that. Any one of the game of Thrones soundtracks, Alexis of the screaming boy podcast. Do you know where you can find these soundtracks? I haven't had
1: enough caffeine to be exuberant, so just tell me, tell me.
0: <laughs> Perfect. You, you find can them find
1: on Amazon Music.
0: Yes, absolutely, Robert Winfrey of the Screaming Boy Podcast. Yeah, that um, gag's
2: running old, man. It only works on Ronnie. I keep telling
0: you that. <laughs> I was doing that to my wife the other day. I kept calling her Melissa Rattling to the Screaming Boy Podcast, and he was listening, and he was like, "Dude, I'm right here." And I'm like,
3: <laughs> oh, "I know." <laughs>
0: um, we are giving away a free 30 days trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service over 70 million songs, including the ones just talked about, including the music from this movie and any other thing you might possibly want to listen to, including the new amorphous album, which we'll be reviewing tomorrow on the metal hammer of doom. So click the link at get W2M network again, it's get W2M network for your free 30 day trial of Amazon Music Unlimited. And with that, here comes the money.
3: We're
0: in the money. We're in the money. All
3: righty. Robert,
1: have you figured out yet what episode that's from?
2: No, I I need to put some effort into that. Uh, You know what I need to do? I just need to ask Ben.
1: I'm sure you know. is he, he you know what you're right he's got even a more encyclopedic knowledge of the simpsons than you do
0: so the range on the budget is 90 million to 120 million we're just going to go ahead and say i'm guessing
2: million. i'm guessing higher like yeah there, there's no way with this thing's uh development hell time that it's not high end of that if not
0: higher yeah. so we're just going to go ahead and just call it even 120 at the time of this recording which is tuesday night after it came out on a 4 day holiday weekend it made 139.3 million dollars. It was obviously 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 the number one movie of the weekend, Dog, which I also saw and was a perfectly lovely meditation on PTSD uh and the and the second chances That's, the world uh you, you can't, possibly can't give call you. anything
2: with Channing Tatum lovely, Mark. You oh, for
0: the love it. of Pete. Um anyway, My son insisted we see this movie because he loves dogs and he didn't love it nearly as much as I did. And then my daughter fell asleep.
2: That's because it's not about the dog, Mark. You don't understand. I do understand. And that was the problem. He thought it was about the dog. (laughs) And it's not about the dog. It's about Channing Tatum doing pratfalls.
0: Well, he, that one came in at number two. Um, and I believe is doing well. If Wikipedia is telling me the truth. Spider-Man jumped up a place, uh, it was number four last weekend it's number three this past weekend death on the nile which uh we're not going to review because we couldn't make that happen but hey guess what's going on with death on the nile there robert winfrey just hit guess. The just hit the button <laughs> i said where the what happened to all my buttons where did they go there the joke's is. ruined <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say, Alexis? The joke's what? Ruined. I didn't catch that. One more time.
3: I hate
1: you so much. I know!
0: Yeah, death on the Nile. is bombing hard, dude. Woo! That dropped from one to four and lost fifty percent uh in its uh second weekend. Yet another 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 uh in the red movie for um Disney Look, via twentieth century I'm, Fox.
2: I'm just gonna say it again, man. Whoever decided that an actor like Kenneth Branagh had to opposite had to act opposite uh by blanking on her name. Russell Brand Galgado Gal Gadot. No, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Ha- having it that great Shakespearean dramatic overactor kind of job role that Kenneth Branagh does, and I say overactor in a compliment in this case, against Gal Gadot, oh. whose range is blank, slightly, con- slightly confused, <laughs> and smiling. You do know he directed it. I do. I mean, I'm still. I, I assume he had no control over casting. Is my point there?
0: So, yeah, Death of the Nile is not doing well, and we'll be on Hulu, presumably, next week. Uh, Jackass Forever fell from 2 to 5. Marry Me, which is day and date on Peacock, fell from 3 to 6. Sing 2, which um, even though it's p and I, th- I think headed to Peacock momentarily, jumped up from 6 to 7. Scream fell from 7 to 8. The Cursed, a new horror movie out from LD Entertainment, debuted at number 9. Black Life fell from 5 to 10. Ooh. Moonfall. Hey, did you hear Roland Emmerich doesn't want to make conspiracy theory movies anymore, Robert?
2: No, I didn't hear that, but good yeah. for
0: him. Yeah, that was all over Twitter the other day. Uh, that fell from eight to eleven. Licorice Pizza uh, jumped from nine to twelve. Uh, sorry, fell from nine to twelve. The worst person in the world gained ninety-one point five percent and jumped from fourteen to thirteen. Conto got re-released back in theaters again so it had a monumental I, leap at 226. you know 5%. what hang
2: on here's my thought process on incanto
0: mm-hmm.
2: movie theaters are so desperate for, <laughs> for to sell tickets mm-hmm. they re-released incanto and the the gag here is it's 90 minutes where you get to drop your kids off and you don't have to watch incanto anymore <laughs>
0: Um, so that jumped up from 22 to 14 West side story maintained at 15 and is currently available on Disney plus drive my car the uh, one of the best picture nominees uh, out of Korea uh, jump uh, dropped jumped jumped from 18 to 16 Belfast also the leading uh, candidate to win best picture of the year and a perfectly lovely picture uh, dropped from 13 to 17 parallel mothers another uh, best picture nominee. No, not Best Picture, but no, no, Penelope Cruz is nominated, I think, for Best Actress. Right. Um, jumped from 20 to 18. Redeeming Love, which nobody saw and continues, <laughs> nobody continues to see. I've never uh, even
1: heard of that.
0: Yeah, nobody has. Um, dropped from 12 to 19. And The King's Man, which is currently on Hulu, um, dropped from 11 to 20.
1: Curly on Hulu and also on HBO Max. There's actually a lot of movies that are on both those streaming services. Yeah, and I don't one know those
0: why. Too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what contract, what contracts they worked out to make that happen. But um, other debuts this week were Too Cool to Kill, which debuted at number twenty-two, Strawberry Mansion at twenty-six, Ted K at thirty-one, and The Automat at thirty-two, and finally a Banquet at number forty. Where we are worldwide currently, uh for 2022 watergate bridge um i don't know what that is it's currently at 428. click
2: on it let's find out
0: uh, it's got to be foreign because there's zero domestic here yeah click on rough- it i want to find out uh, australia yeah sequ- no no it's the
2: sequel to the child ah, oh there it, it is. is
0: ah it all makes sense now robert it's the philly flash Um. indeed, uh, indeed. <sighs> so, so now we understand too cool to kill so what is this thing that's making? Ah yes, <laughs> another Chinese Chinaman movie. Um, da, 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 da. yeah. All right. So, as per usual, the Chinese making movies and don't want to let uh, the Americans in. They're making all the money. But Uncharted is currently worldwide at 139 million. With Scream, just under it at 134, and then everything is less than 100 million. We have Death on the Spike. Nile, Jackass, the- Marry Me, Moonfall, yeah, yeah. the three five five which is hanging by a thread and dog
2: here's my concern about uncharted believe it or not Mm. it's sitting just under 140 million right now yeah it needs to essentially double what it currently has to really be profitable Mm. uh i mean we're talking about a budget of say 140 mil 120 million so you need to get to 240 give or take and you and given the history of this film and this development process you probably need more than that. You probably need around the three hundred to four hundred million dollar mark to really feel good about it. I'm not sure it gets there.
0: I think it'll be. I think it'll be fine. It's got a whole other weekend before. The, it has one other weekend left before it, no It's not going to matter anymore, and we'll get to that in a second. But this weekend coming up is nothing. There's one wide release. It's Studio 666. It's a comedy horror movie starring the, the Foo Fighters. I mean, eventually Sean Comer and I are going to review it as part of a triple feature, but we're waiting until um, it comes. It goes PIVOD, which could be you know any day now. It's open road. Uh, so I can't imagine people are rushing to the theater and I don't want to rehash the same shit we say every week. So just go with me on this. Yeah, yeah. No, one, no one's running to the theater to see Studio 666, just like myself and Sean Comer. They'll wait till it goes PIVOD if they watch it at all um so who cares the rest of its limited releases Cyrano, which is getting rave reviews but a is in limited release b is a musical and c not an event picture i don't care what you say i um, couldn't
1: help but laugh they launched a new ad campaign about how it's an oscar nomination it's an oscar nomination for the costumes right. and they actually say it's like the oscar nominated film and they just say no. it for best original costume like wow that's it
0: <laughs> so and then the following week after that is the batman Nothing else matters, and the Batman is tracking to make a billion dollars, just as uh, Spider-Man did.
2: You and I, are, you and I, are, I'm still debating whether I want to take that bet with you or not.
0: I, our gentleman's bet. I don't see why yeah. you wouldn't. But
2: again, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it.
0: So here, let's look at, let's look at the trajectory of the Batman, yeah. Uh, because again, after after this weekend passes whatever Uncharted is made is about all it's going to make um, for, you know, for the most part More or less. Then the Batman comes out March 4th. It has it's the second weekend that it's out all to itself. There's nothing. There's two limited release movies. There might as well be no release movies at all. Then you have March 18th and here, as I'm looking through this, the wide releases are the unbreakable boy, which no one will go see. Um, you have Uma, which is some sort of horror movie that doesn't seem to have a poster. From stage six, six films, uh, there's X, which is an which is a movie that again, uh, stop me if you think you've heard this before. Sean Comer and I are going to wait till it goes PVOD and uh review as part of a triple feature focusing on movies that are porn adjacent. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but X You're is about correct. a porn shoot that turns into a horror movie. I'm, right I'm, well, alley. I'm well aware of how gross you are, Mark. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, and while I'm sure people will watch it when they're able to watch it at home, just like Lamb, I can't imagine people are rushing to the theater to see the horror porn. Um, and then that's I hate it. to say, it, I saw the you. trailer
1: for the outfit, and I thought that actually looked quite intriguing.
0: Uh, limited release, focus feature. I'm sure it's going to be just Jim Dandy, but again, people will still be going to see the Batman, and I'm not going to be going to see the outfit. Um, moving on to March 25th. There's uh, Everything, Everywhere, and All at Once, and not Sean Comer, but instead Robert Winfrey and I will be reviewing that when it goes PVOD, because it too is only going limited. The only other wide release release movie from March 25th is The Lost City, Ooh. featuring Chatham, T- Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, which is fun in a Romancing the Stone kind of way, but again... Maybe some don't, people go to see- don't, don't, compa- <laughs> don't compare that crap. I mean, they're, they're genre adjacent. They, you know, I'm not saying they are exact copies of one another. Um, I'm I looking think-
1: forward to seeing Daniel Radcliffe as a
0: villain. I, look, I'll probably end up taking my family to go see it. I don't know if we'll see it that weekend, but I think some people will go see it. I think it'll do okay. And if it's the budget's low enough, it'll probably make money.
2: Yeah, but, you, know, but- you know, now that I, having seen the entire release schedule currently for March,
0: do you see what I'm trying to tell you?
2: I do. Like I I let me put it this way. If there was anything else that month, I would probably be okay saying I'm not I'm not sold on it making a billion.
0: All right. The the next big competitor the uh, Batman has is a month later and it's Morbius.
2: Let me put okay, let me put it like this. I'm not entirely convinced it Morbius will beat it. Yeah, it, 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 the week it comes out, the Batman might still be going strong and beat Morbius because no one wants to see that crap.
0: <laughs> no, you know, you know what's going to win the weekend? That, that um, you know what's going to finally unseat Batman in the number one spot because I think Batman has a Spider-Man-esque run all the way, and I agree with you. I think it'll beat Morbius too. But you know what's going to finally unseat it? Sonic, Sonic, the, H- the, Sonic hedgehog the Hedgehog 2. Oh, yeah. Sonic. The- I don't know if Sonic the Hedgehog gets to a billion, but I think it's going to be one of the more successful movies of this year.
2: Here, Look, you want to know what's going to be the best part about that weekend? And I mm-hmm. absolutely mean this. Watching a stupid Michael Bay movie get trounced
1: by the blue hedgehog.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, I'm going to see best. it. And I'm going to review it with Ronnie. But, yeah, Ambulance is going to get killed by Sonic. Um, Who here is
1: reviewing Sonic
0: uh robert and i and i don't think anyone else has called it just yet Hang yeah on. sure you want it and yes no i want it.
1: i absolutely love the first movie it was
0: great okay um uh, remind me when we're done here and i'll put you on the schedule um i i'm very much looking
2: forward to idris elba as knuckles and then i'm looking forward to the trilogy film which is sonic and sonic 3 and knuckles
0: yeah, nobody else right now. Nobody else just right following now. Following the game schedule, the game releases. It's kind of great. All right. So yeah. So Sonic wins the weekend of the eighth, and then then the Batman now has to contend with both Sonic, and in April fifteenth, it has to contend with uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts three. So that, okay. that'll be the end of the what? Batman. Drama. Okay,
1: I'm not gonna lie. My... I am. I'm sorry. I I gotta say something. I am dying to see how people react when Fantastic Beasts come out because there is still a call to boycott that movie over the Johnny Depp
0: I I mean I guess we'll see what happens. I'm you not want- really following the details of that or know how much that means to people but I can't imagine there are more people on planet Earth that care deeply about the what's going on behind the scenes of that movie that There's
1: also versus the, fact the, fact the that amount the of Harry- people that
0: just want to go see another Harry Potter movie.
1: Well, there's you also want- the fact that the Harry Potter fandom has taken such a humongous dive ever since jk rowling decided you know what maybe i should air what i actually think about this on twitter
0: (laughs) i have thoughts about about the lgbtq community we would like to hear them Ah! um is about what happened
1: uh you're not wrong i
2: i'm not gonna touch that one i I
1: wouldn't yeah Uh, i I just know that there's There's a lot of fans who have sworn off ever touching a harry potter book ever again well, i got people on when i originally was going to orlando i said i might do a week in disney world a week at the wizarding world i got people actually coming after me saying it's like you cannot go to the wizarding world every ticket you buy to the wizarding world goes into jk rowling's pocket tell i know
0: them, you think i'm tell an those asshole people I, to get us let the me bridge. be your asshole obi-wan kenobi tell those people to get fucking bent and you tell them that mark Rattledge told you to tell them that I'm at Mark Rattledge on Twitter. Jesus Christ, people, get a life. The, those people are just. Hang on, I take I mean, that back. You have to sell them jewelry, but just you know. But actually, just, that's just the other thing.
1: Warner <laughs> Brothers actually took my Harry Potter stuff down, really? but for at least a year prior, I was not selling a thing Harry Potter related.
3: Uh,
2: it, look, those people are vaguely pathetic. Uh,
0: There's no vaguely about and
2: it. Mu- and and many of them go beyond vaguely.
0: Look, if you don't look if you don't like the no, Harry I... Potter stuff because a- of JK, my... no, wait, wait, wait. if All you don't right. like the Harry Potter stuff because of what JK Rowling said, that's on you. And I really don't have a beef with you. If you're sitting there yelling at Alexis Haina, who simply said, I want to go to a theme park, go fuck yourself. And I and not just because it's Alexis, I would say that to anybody. Don't harass people for what they like. You don't like something, you go protest by yourself. Go ahead, Robert.
2: Uh, two things. One I completely agree with that. I, I mean, look, people, you bunch of ingrates. <laughs> Some of us are capable of separating art from artists in ways that you apparently are not. I don't need to agree with everything that is said by every author or every actor or every director in order to decide whether or not I like their material. I agree with Stephen King on very little in the real world. Very
0: little. And even you're not that weird as he is. And he is still...
2: Probably my favorite author. I still love his books because his books are not him. I don't care that he makes money off me. He made a product I like. I'm willing to buy it.
0: Because talent and lunacy are two completely different things.
1: Now, here's the other question. Does that mean you're going to go see the remake of Firestarter? Yeah, it's on the schedule to review. Uh, My big, if I had a bold prediction
2: for April, I might, my prediction might be that secrets of dumbledore
1: bombs
0: maybe um look
1: i honestly think it's gonna bo- we've gotten very little uh promotional material from it so that's, far that's They're kind not of the, pushing it yeah we're a couple of months out and we have not seen a trailer all right so like,
2: i mean I'm, I'm, we seen I'm, no
1: we have seen a trailer
2: we
0: have i think one uh, of two yeah. things is going to happen back to the central topic and and that is at what point does batman get derailed Going back a step, just so you know, we're all on the same page. It gets defeated by Sonic, and and that's the only thing that defeats it up to that point. It it beats Morbius. Morbius might has.
2: Let me say that Morbius might. I'm going to stress might, but my inclination as I sit here,
0: I am basing my prediction on exactly what happened with Spider Man. I am treating the Batman as Spider Man at this point.
2: I I get I get your prediction model, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm not. I understand where you're coming from, so allow me to just say, in the interest of maybe, <laughs> at that point we're what four weeks?
0: Um, from the Batman to 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 Sonic. To Sonic, no, to Morbius. One, two, three, four.
2: Okay, so we're four weeks. Again, my hunch, still the Batman. My hunch. Wouldn't be shocked if Morbius does it. Not Again, not going to shock me. Mm-hmm. And I understand the predictive models around the Batman, and I'm certainly not wishing for it to fail. Not mm-hmm. at all. But I'm going to stress the following. Predictive models are just that. They're estimations. The Batman might have a great week, and then nothing after. Now I don't expect that, but mm-hmm. we'd be stupid to sit here and go, "It's going to be Spider-Man all over again." We have no way of actually knowing that. Spider-Man was easy to predict, and even with the predictions, it vastly overperformed.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was. I said it was going to do a billion. I didn't think it was going to do the a gross national na- no product the- of Germany.
1: <laughs> you didn't think um, it was going to what? Last a time you made that joke, it was Lithuania.
0: It depends in on. Danger. It depends on if I want to say a lot or a little. I, you know. Um, all right. So, yeah, look, I mean, I'm 50-50 with you guys on uh, Fantastic Beasts. Uh, I think I, I think it might win the weekend because I have more faith in people not giving a shit about any of the stuff we're talking about. I, I but I could be th- wrong.
2: I, I think, here's my thing. I think you're going to run into a combination of the idiots mm-hmm. uh, along with just kind of franchise fatigue around that. Let's not forget, Crimes of Grindelwald, I'm not going to say it bombed. But one, it did somewhat underperform, and two, nobody liked it. Yeah, no.
0: I fell asleep multiple times to that one. Um, I have, and-
1: I had to rewatch it with subtitles just to understand half of what they were saying. I mean, and then I think it's not a good movie. I mean, it, I'll say this, believe it or not, I think at this point, Mads
2: Mickelson is an upgrade from Johnny Depp. I just think the story they're telling is so piss poor, no one cares. All
0: right, so finishing this off, um, and then you have the three wide releases that anyone would care about will be The Northman, which we're going to review with Gavin Pierre, The Bad I, Guys. Th- that w- Was there a trailer for that uh, in yes. front
2: of this for you guys too? Yes. I. As soon as that trailer got done, I heard a family sitting behind me. There were not a lot of people in the theater when I saw this,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but
2: a family sitting behind me went, who thought that was appropriate to put in front of a kid's movie? And I well, went, they're not <laughs> wrong.
0: <laughs> Look, just, I'm, I'm looking. When Gavin pitched the Northman, I was like, anything you say, master. And I saw the trailer. and I'm like, all right, I'm up for this. And and, and I'm watching that. I'm watching the trailer with my kids. And I'm like, oof, this was not 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 well put together. Oh, but, the, um,
1: the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, I'll say if Jason Teasley hasn't already called dibs on that yet, I'll be shocked.
0: On what? The Nicolas Cage movie. We're not reviewing it. So there's nothing to call dibs on unless he goes and does it himself. Uh No, we're doing the Northmen like men, real men, manly men, hairy men. Um. Uh-huh. So I know might...
2: Alexander Skarsgard, who is shaven from the eyebrows down.
0: God damn right. Um and we may or may not be okay, the bad hold guys, on. but that's only because I know that my I'm taking my son to go see it. I might actually just review it with him. Um, just, just just
2: real fast, yeah. Alexander Skarsgard, God bless that man's commitment to the gym, because <laughs> damn that that guy that no look, Mark, you know I'm not. <laughs> don't don't do that. I can I can be a man who's straight and acknowledge the efforts of another human being. That's all and I was on doing. on that
1: note, I'm going to step away and go let my dog out. That's all I was doing. Don't get
0: sensitive. Yeah. Anyway, sure. um whatevs Calm down. You're you're all excited. Anyway, um you're going... the one turning red in the face. So it's cuz I'm out of shape um so um, i'm just looking back at going back to sonic we're 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 contending that sonic beats batman and maybe even beats fantastic beast do you think he can 3 or do you think batman takes it back or do you think then do you think either the bad guy it's not gonna be the northman but do you think either the bad guys are um the unbearable weight of massive talent end up taking the weekend
2: i think that's a two i think that by that point it's a i think sonic probably repeats Mm mm-hmm uh, look, I think, given what we've seen of the Batman, yeah, and bear in mind that's all we've got—a couple of clips, you know, trailer. Like we don't have a mm-hmm. tremendous amount, but given what we've seen, which of those movies are you going to take your six-year-old to see?
0: Yeah, and then um, we have one more week of we nothing, uh, and then finally, Doctor Strange meets the X-Men, which then this conversation starts all over again with yet another billion-dollar property. So
2: you know what? No. I'm you gonna. Know. I am going i do not think it makes a billion.
0: You're out of your mind. Here,
2: here's here's the thing. Here's Hang the on, the Jason thing.
0: needed a weigh in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, apparently I misread that. Sorry,
2: man. Hey, hey Jason. Uh, no, here's here's the thing about that. Hmm. Multiverse of Madness is going to do gangbusters its opening week. Okay. Absolute gangbusters. When there's no X-Men in it, how well do you think it holds on?
0: <laughs> the, see, here's where you're wrong. And this is really where we, we got to move on from this. We're, we're at an hour and a half now. Um, one, there, there's been some buzz going around. There's been some stuff on like Screen Rant and Comic Book Resources. Shut up, Robert. Uh, that Wolverine is in. Some iteration of Wolverine is in the movie. And then all of you nerds soaked your pants the night of the Super Bowl. I saw you. I felt it. It was raining wet pants all over me as you heard Patrick Stewart's voice, and there was wetness uh, enveloping the, at- I not, the atmosphere. I did was not. Wet, apparently, it's I so. I'll you. say. Apparently,
1: it's so wet that your arm is disappearing. <laughs>
0: Um. I, anyway, you people not, heard Patrick Stewart's voice and moistened the atmosphere. It was ridiculous. Okay, bel- believe it or not, I hadn't
2: seen that trailer. hmm uh, uh, if they're doing
1: that, hang on. Let, let me briefly revise. Say what's been <laughs> what's been setting the boards alight is actually a freeze frame of a character that there is evidently a massive, really ugly debate about whether that is Tom Cruise as superior Iron Man. Or that's Polaris,
3: yeah. Because both.
1: yeah, well, it's kind of hard to tell because it's mm-hmm. an action action shot, and it's obviously a CGI person yeah. in the background. And yeah, one person set, zoomed in and said, look. "That's facial." Someone said, "That's facial hair." Another one said, "No, that's black skin." And I said, "I don't fucking care."
0: That bravo. Hang oh. on. <laughs> you said you don't fucking care, Alexis. I'm so so very proud of you. <laughs> I, too, no, I'm sorry. You when you get close to releases like this, I, <laughs> I stop
1: looking for spoilers. Yeah, I still yeah. want to be surprised by something in the movie.
0: Right. Last word on this, why you don't – your revision. I'm, sti- I'm sticking with it's going to make a billion because X-Men. Your counterpoint, uh, and then we're done.
2: Hang on. At, at this point, knowing a bit more of that, yeah, I'm probably going to go with you. I my, my here, here was my argument. Here was my case for this, okay? Mm-hmm. In 50 words or less. There was tremendous amount of hype and curiosity around multiverse of madness. If it fails to live up to that, it's not making a billion dollars. Okay. Straight up. I think it'll still be successful. I'm not predicting a I'm not predicting an eternal situation here. But there there's a serious question of how much rewatch value goes into the theatrical run of a movie that is hyped as one thing and then delivers something else. That's that's the crux of where I was coming from there. If we're getting the X-Men and Magneto's daughter
1: and Tom Cruise and another reappearance of Robert Downey Jr. Wait, I didn't know. Wait, isn't Polaris the name of the superhero that we got from WandaVision?
0: Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Oh uh, you're right. Is- no, 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 Pol- Polaris is the green-haired mutant gal. Yeah. Right. That's okay, then what's the na-
1: what's the name of the superhero? Uh, Monica oh, Rambo. What
0: is what is she? It begins um, with a P.
1: I know that. Yeah, Pulsar? that's why I
0: thought you were right at first. Yeah. Is she Pulsar? That's the one. Okay. In any case, the bottom line is it you're not wrong. If there's not enough cameos by every superhero that's ever been in a movie since Howard the fucking Duck, Yes, people are going to get pissed, and no, and people will stop going to see the movie. However, that's probably not going to happen. They went into reshoots for this very reason. Yeah, again, that was that was my
2: contention. Yeah. Like, that's my point about. No, I'm we're, not we're getting screwed. everybody. We're getting Leah
0: Thompson, Howard the Duck. We're getting Swamp Thing. We're getting you know all the Batman's, all seventy-two of them. We're getting Christopher Reeve, hyped up. You know, just just put him on a cross and carry him out. We're getting everybody everyone's going to be in this movie and, that's er- and it's very important hey i'm still
1: hey i'm still saying that unless they have bruce campbell as the beyonder that's going to be my level of disappointment
0: and the air will moisten oh, no. with everyone's stuff well and we when- know
1: bruce campbell's in it and there's only one marvel character that bruce campbell should play beyonder you robert are- you're with me on
3: this 100
2: percent one it's be- million percent it has gotta be not- a waiter it, look, if Bruce Campbell... Well, well, first of all, of course, he's in it. Sam Raimi's directing. Yes. Campbell's he, he makes that's why like he's, like
0: he's going to end up being a waiter. You're know, a busboy well, or some shit. He actually he's
1: released not- a faux script on um, April Fool's Day that actually mm-hmm. had Doctor Strange going through different universes looking for the dark home and coming across Ash holding on to the Book of the Dead. He's like, <laughs> Wrong book! <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I mean, right, it and- was
1: all it was april fools it was obviously a joke but at the same time I'm like to, to be Damn, fair, that would have been awesome that
2: really would have been awesome i mean look if we can't get if we can't get bruce campbell back for the next evil dead series and i don't blame him given his physical condition for not wanting to do that again i mean his statement as such is like you know i i my knee was shot during half the time we were shooting ash versus evil dead and i just gutted through it because i'm freaking awesome but i i can't i <laughs> It's essentially what he said like he was not nearly that uh grandiose Cucky. not because he's not that guy but, but that's we not- all know that no it's the truth but yeah that, that's the truth like it's okay my knee sucks and i don't really want to run today but the director says i have to run so i'm gonna run
0: all right let's go ahead and do the critical review
3: are you ready I said, are
0: you ready? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 The Critical Review is brought to you by Grammarly. For you listeners of Damn You Hollywood, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com/w2m network that's getgrammarly.com/w2m network to Do download Grammarly for free. And as you can see, this is yet another <laughs> this is yet another illustration of what I mean by when you make Perfectly wonderful product for people to enjoy. The people will come out to enjoy the product. You make
2: it. You make a stupid movie
0: <laughs> badly, mm-hmm.
2: but it's got enough shiny things to distract people. People will. Most people are. Most people are stupid.
0: You will be rewarded for your endeavors. Um, critics be damned. Quality be damned. Uh, promisingly, promisingly cast, but misleadingly no. titled. Unch- Uncharted Mind, its best-selling source material to produce a disappointing echo of superior adventure films is the
2: most again, second I
1: half of that was correct
0: yeah i disagree
2: with the correctness of the casting but the rest of that is correct
1: i'm assuming they were again talking about how they're good actors and they do good with what they're given even though they are not probably the best choices for the roles
0: eh, could be but all right let's start off with joshua Mackey of geeks of color
2: <sighs> vaunted vaunted publication
0: I miss the days where geeks got pushed into lockers and shoved down a flight of stairs. I just want to go ahead and say that. Um could be
1: worse could be the days that we saw in Nightmare Alley where if you were a geek you were biting the head off of a chicken.
0: <laughs> I miss those days too. Um uncharted that's seems like it's a of days. <laughs> uncharted seems like it's a film that knows what it's meant to do and that's to entertain, which it does well. It's not awesome. the next coming of it it's not the next coming of Indiana Jones, but it's an enjoyable 116 minute ride. Okay, look, buddy. If you you reap in desperation. If you don't understand that
2: this is supposed to be the second coming of Indiana Jones, and instead your response to this particular IP is Well, things went boom. I invite
1: you to enjoy the next Michael Bay film. Mark, do me a favor, scroll back up, please. Up. Keep going. Where do you want me to go? Really, KCTV Five? That's the quote you got from your movie. (laughs) That's the TV station I used to work for.
0: Okay, I'll just read it now. I was going to skip this one because it's that stupid. But yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I was like, why is that coming out? Why is that coming out of Channel (sighs) Five?
0: Lenita Cook of Alexis Hannah's Backyard Holland is very funny. It's so much fun, and it sets up for a sequel. And I can see Russia from my house. You got to dig your little
2: chestnut in there. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's appropriate there that may, you could have concluded <laughs> that sentence with what you said, and it still would have still would have made sense. Yeah. You know,
0: I, 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 I know I sound like snarky and Chris Bailey calls me a hater, but I do value All the right. fact that the Internet has given a voice to somebody who wouldn't have had a voice in this kind of a forum like myself and Robert and Alexis and there are many people who I love and respect here in the Rattling Broadcasting Network. The downside of that, the Faustian bargain is you get people like this who have just as much right to espouse their stupid opinions as I do mine. Louisa Moore of Screen Zealots. My favorite movie genre is action adventure. And it's rare to find a big studio film that gets it as right as Uncharted. I loved it. Did my fucking son write that? Jesus Christ, lady. Well,
1: what's with the I uncharted and the lowercase I period? I loved it. Okay. It's, supposed it would... ital- it's supposed to be italicized.
2: It's a formatting error in transition.
1: Oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> um,
2: one, no one cares about your personal preference. Like, yeah. like and Let me be clear about that. If you're a critic, some of you bleeds into your reviews. That's fine. If you start your review with, I love X, congratulations you failed
1: fifth grade writing go back (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong good screen a good critic can find a way to put in their personal beliefs and yet maybe a little bit of a personalization with something about themselves into it without it being yeah autobiographical i was gonna say second grade show and tell
0: neil minnow of movie mom top critic it achieves the primary goal it achieves, it achieves the primary goal of based on in video game movies, which is that the non-stun parts like storyline and character don't get in the way of the stun parts, which are the reasons we wow. are
1: Wow. That hurt my brain. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, so you're bad. a straight, that is straight
2: up, okay, one, that's dismissive to an entire genre of entertainment and storytelling, just straight up dismissive of it.
1: Number two, two, that is
2: horribly written. It's a badly constructed sentence. Three, look, video games, movies don't have a great track record. That doesn't mean we grade on a curve here. That's just bad crit. That's just bad critiquing. So, you know, the stunt parts, the stunt
0: parts. You know, I appreciate the internet for all proper
2: terminology.
3: Action sequence.
0: You know, I appreciate the internet for all it's given us in terms of giving a voice to the voiceless, and I certainly wouldn't have one without the internet. But the Faustian bargain is you get to hear (laughs) opinions like this one. You see where I'm going with all this? Jan of Age of the Geek. I feel like this is all your fault, Alexis. (laughs) You and your geek culture and your geek podcast and that is not
1: my fault. Okay, I'm not. You brought
0: this into this world. No, Big Bang Theory (laughs) brought this shit into this world. That is not on me. Your fault. No, 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 Mark. Geeks were perfectly fine in the basements of the world, keeping quiet because they were afraid to get beat up for liking what they liked, and now they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, that's Big Bang Theory's fault. She's right. Uh, you're just ganging up on me.
2: Deal with it. That. No, he's right.
0: It's your fault, Alexis and I lay this squarely at your feet in the age of the geek. The age of the geek, <laughs> Mark. You managed to break yourself
2: before you broke me, at least.
0: <laughs> I'm just so tired of all of this. This film, hang on, this film was good, clean fun with a little bit of history and sightseeing added to the mix. Wow, it's a proper, it's a (laughs) bit of a travel log where a guy gets
2: his throat cut, but they draw on the mark with lipstick because it has to be clean for all the
0: children to watch. Holland and Wahlberg have good chemistry, not exactly buddies, but first a mentor and student these are these are big name actors who i'm loosely familiar with ergo
2: i think they have good chemistry despite hey the i movie.
1: said they had good chemistry okay i actually said that
0: despite wait, the wait, poor what, writing what's that
1: line about the crosses go back up that wasn't all of it she said something about the crosses what yeah, the was cross, that
0: the, <clears throat> the crosses are both gold and double buckle up in 4dx if you can that is ad copy you dumb fuck not a review
2: this person copied the press release that they were given by the studio. That's <laughs> The what, crosses that's what that are was. both
1: gold and double. What the? I I, I know what she's referring okay, hang to. Hang but... on. Hang
2: on. I'm going to give this person the benefit of the singular doubt and assume that this was
0: not written in English and was just badly translated. <laughs> uh, Tessa Smith of Mama's Geeky. You know, I appreciate the internet for all that it's given us in terms of giving <laughs> the voiceless a voice.
1: Okay. Do you just have that on a note card now?
0: But the Faustian bargain (laughs) that we all have to deal with
2: (laughs) is people like this getting on Rotten Tomatoes while Mark and I do not.
0: Tessa Smith of Mama's Geeky, who I blame on Alexis Haina, a generic, although fun, action movie. If they made another Uncharted movie, I would see it in a heartbeat. That is deeply... my life. I'm pretty
1: sure Tessa just wants to see Tom Holland's abs again.
0: I mean, who doesn't? So, but you don't put that in your review.
1: That is so deeply unhelpful as a review of this film. Like like
0: the generic
2: action part is somewhat there useful. But the bit about, yay, I would love a sequel. like, I mean, are you writing for your own personal blog? In which case, fine. <laughs> but if this is supposed to be something professional grade, stop it. <laughs> Incidentally, since we're on Rotten Tomatoes, a brief shout out to a friend of mine, a guy I podcast with on occasion, Jeff Harris, finally got approved to be on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so.
0: congratulations, Jeff. Cool. Why
1: aren't we approved to be on Rotten Tomatoes yet? Because we do this in an audio format, and there are
2: criteria for them, including audio or video podcast reviews like this, that we do not meet, specifically right. I'm uh, he met subscriber. I'm
0: assuming he met it through 411, which has yes. infinitely more people following it than we do.
2: Uh, I believe so, yes. He's been he's been trying to get on there for a while. He's been rejected at least once. So I'm, I'm glad he's there. He's better than most of these idiots, apparently. I don't I know, agree. Of all the users
0: with- I've ever had with Jeff, his his writing was not one of them.
2: Now, I, I don't agree with all of his film takes, but mm-hmm. I respect his opinion, even if I disagree with it.
0: Yep. Um. Adam Rosenberg of Mashable. It's far from perfect, but still a good time at the movies with Tom Holland. You were nowhere near Tom Holland, <laughs> sir. Keep your fan fiction out of this. Robert's wife, uh, the future Mrs. X Winfrey, Tanya <laughs> Lamb of Lola Lambchops. Uncharted. I'm just reading this one because I wanted to do that I'm joke. aware. Uncharted is entertaining enough, but there's nothing new to see here. You're not wrong, Lola. Yeah, you're I was not- going
1: to say. You're, yes. not,
2: you're not wrong, but I feel like this is one of those things that we'd get into a fight about. <laughs> because... <laughs> I don't agree with you saying it's entertaining enough.
0: Jeff Harris of 411 dot Hey, we <laughs> writing... <You> found him. <laughs> the writing and dialogue are largely uninspired, and the action Bro. looks choppy and dull. Uncharted does not have the secret sauce to pull off a strong video to movie, video game movie to uh, video game to movie adaptation.
2: You know what? He's not wrong. Good on and you, no Jeff. No, he isn't. Hey, congratulations,
0: him. Jeff. You got through your first damn you Hollywood without being lambasted by either myself or Robert. Well mark's, done.
2: Gonna, mark's gonna try to point me in your general direction now every for this segment. single just...
0: fucking time actually <laughs>
1: what he says though does bring up a point i'll go ahead and ask you guys real quick we've talked before about video game to movie adaptations and how it's the lowest hurdle in the history of mankind but we've also seen a lot of success with video game to tv show adaptations and mark this is something we're going to talk about on thursday with cuphead do you guys think uncharted would have benefited if it had been done as a tv series or, or a netflix series or something
0: Maybe. Um, It depends, because on the one hand, a lot of prestige film is now on television and in the television format. On the other hand, uh, Cowboy Bebop.
2: I let me put it like this. I think this I think this deserves to be a big movie. I think that's I think that's what the Uncharted series is supposed to be. I'm not saying you couldn't have done a Game of Thrones level production budget for it, but that's what you would have had to do. And I'm not even sure then that the story necessarily lends itself to a full season. Uh, I, I, I just think it's supposed to be paced out more like a film. They just did a piss poor job adapting it here.
0: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Dan Murrell of Dan Murrell Reviews. We hate you, Dan. We hate you. And everyone else at Screen Rant. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Mark hates you. The rest of us just dislike you. it does just enough to be worth your time, but I doubt it will stick in your memory for too long afterward.
2: That's not wrong. Uh, I mean, I disagree with his overall conclusion, but as far as that snippet
1: goes, yeah, that's not inaccurate. If
0: you just Uh, go in
1: for a two-hour popcorn movie and don't expect to remember it as soon as you get out, it's not terrible.
0: No, that's where I landed with this. I mean, we had a fun time at the movies, but... <clears throat> the minute you start to think about any of these things or you start to reflect upon it with everything else you've experienced in your life, it doesn't hold up to any kind of scrutiny.
2: We all know who you're looking <laughs> for, Mark. I trust you can find him.
0: <laughs> you know me too well. Uh, Rachel Leishman of the Mary Sue. Ooh, The Mary Sue Robert Winfrey of the Screaming Boy podcast. It's the kind of movie it, you you'd... know he's going to stop <laughs> listening at some point if you keep doing that joke, right? It's the kind of movie you'd want out of the uncharted world, and it is no. To it's Holliday really not shine doing fun stunts and bringing an iconic character like Nathan Drake to life.
1: You are okay. Just... I'm
2: ducking. You are just desperately seeking mainstream attention aren't you like you're you are just prostituting yourself out there on the corner going please 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 look at me and take me seriously when there's a very good reason oh god the next one's variety
0: yep i specifically centered on that one just for you just so that you can do your bit
2: okay bring let's see what let's see what the uh, the internet equivalent of toilet paper has to do for has to go for this
0: Owen Gleiberman of Variety, Top Critic, Red Star. He gets paid for this. Best of the best. Watchable in a thin Raiders of the Lost National Treasure of the Fast and the Furious Caribbean way.
2: Wow. (laughs) You just took... Two of those are utterly inapplicable to this situation. You just took big franchises that you think are stupid and mashed them together in that. That's That's just bad writing. That's poor craftsmanship and... Seriously, if the best thing you can come up with is, well, it's a thinly veiled mishmash of eight other family friendly, big budget films, you really need to get better at your job than to just spew that nonsense out there. But then again, you might also be the most competent person working for that besotted, blighted hellhole that is variety.
0: Joe Barry of Movies for Kids, one word. Uncharted is a diet version of Indiana Jones that coasts by on the charisma of its star Spider-Man's Tom Holland.
1: You're an idiot.
0: (laughs) Yes. Nicola Austin of We Have a Hulk.
2: You don't have a Hulk.
0: I'm getting all the good ones in today. With plenty of action-adventure moments and a great chemistry between Holland and Wahlberg, but also clunky world-building and dodgy uh, visual effects, there's just enough for fans of the games to enjoy.
1: Old, okay question i'm One sorry second. question what clunky visual effect i'm sorry i am actually trying to think here i thought the visual effects were pretty good uh, i can't I, I legit cannot think of a scene of a where i thought well there they obviously cut the budget on that it's not so much
2: the budget as it is them uh some of the stuff looks very very fake
3: hey
0: sean um, tuned in tonight. he says a good uncharted movie <laughs> should not be this fucking <laughs> difficult you, you, you are, are not wrong, wrong mr gomer he no, also like, says it is is tailor made for movies. They are the best Indiana Jones never made.
2: Again, correct. Um, I, I, there's a couple of points when the when the visual effects get when they say dodgy. I don't think they mean bad in the traditional sense, but a bit more jarring. There's mm-hmm. a sequence where he's swinging on the cargo uh, out of the plane and he's kind of swinging from you know cargo group to cargo group that is very clearly not. There's a few shots where they go first person for some inexplicable reason that were just
1: dodgy directorial choices um say most of my complaints with the visual effects was just from the over amount of quick cuts during a lot of the action yeah, scenes that, i mean again going to that scene the plane i kind of liked it when he's on the cargo bits but then liked- you put back into chloe firing her gun at the mercenaries you can't tell Jack about who's aiming at who. No, it's
2: no. it's t- it's edited like Michael Bay edits film, and it, that's not a compliment. Uh, here's the thing: every one of those reviews that says fans of the game will love this, I guarantee you this: never played, never the, played game. the game. Never.
3: Yeah.
0: That that is a presumption. They they're saying what they think people want to hear or what they think they know to be true without actually having experienced the game itself. That that much is obvious. I know many, I know several fans of the video games. We've had a couple of them on.
2: We've chimed into this show in particular. None of them liked it. <laughs> now that's but not again,
1: small sample size, but come on <laughs> again. The only thing I have heard people really talk about that they like it are not fans of the games. It's just people who say, yeah, it was kind of a fun little popcorn movie. You, you know, you're the same kind of people who looked at,
2: like, the mortal, the most recent Mortal Kombat movie and went, fans of the games will love this. And no.
0: I have imagine somebody has that on a stamp at this point. Probably. That When they have to review a video game movie, they just, built, you know, they just stamp, fans of the video game will enjoy this. The,
2: the same All way right. lazy video game reviewers, whenever they come across it, the newest thing, will go, video games have come a long way since Pac-Man. <laughs> which is such a painfully tired expression in video game reviews. That the entire like three or four hour review that Action Button did on the Pac-Man game is in, is subtitled Pac-Man's Come a Long Way Since Itself.
0: All right, folks, that wraps it up for our review of Uncharted. We are almost at the two hour mark, so it is time to take this home tomorrow. Pat and I and ba- ba- Chris Bailey has opted to not finish the series because he's on a time crunch and we'll miss him terribly. We'll have to figure out what other historical wrestling things we can do as a trio But for now, Pat and I are going to be closing out the WrestleMania WrestleMania on its end run here. Tomorrow, we talk just about WrestleMania 17, uh, mostly because we have to not only talk about the uh, WrestleMania 17, but the Monday Night War, the end of the Monday Night War and the buying and absorbing of WCW and what led to that. So that's a two-hour show in and of itself. Um, In the evening time I have a double header first uh, the metal hammer of doom will be reviewing amorphous halo And then because I lost power Sunday and wasn't able to record um, We will be doing a rescheduled show from what we're supposed to do Then our ongoing tribute to black history and black cinema. We'll be looking at spike Lee's do the right thing Malcolm X and old boy. That'll be myself in the protocol son Jason Teasley and then as Alexis has mentioned a number of times now she will be giving a college lecture that I will be attending uh, about the history of animation therein, and a little bit about Cuphead. In the mean, <laughs> in the evening, when I gets- a,
1: I ca- you know what, <laughs> I actually have a couple of shorts. I was tempted to send you and be like, "Do me a favor and watch these before the show."
0: Got it. Uh, she and um, the protocols. A,
2: there's a cover of the Don't Mess With King Dice song by Caleb Hiles. You might want to try and fit in there.
0: Ooh, nice. <laughs> there... So, you know, I was going to make him watch
1: Skeleton Dance, Swing You Sinners, Mitty the Moocher, and Pop by the seen... Sailor meets Sinbad the Sailor.
0: I've seen Mitty the, Moo- the Moocher. Um, uh, the, the skeleton... in...
2: Mark, you'll appreciate the Skeleton Dance because it's what Adam Cole does right before he comes up for the boom thing.
0: I'm not even on my damn rimshot button, you bastard. <laughs> um, anyway. I I love up, that joke.
2: The, the skeletons have more muscle tone than Adam Cole, too. And Take fifty two.
0: Alexis Haina, Jason Teasley, and I will be reviewing Peacemaker, the best written show I've watched in quite a long time. <laughs> Go away, uh, Boba Fett. Go away. That's a t- Boba Fett's a terribly written show. Like uh, no you could, shit, uh, Sherlock. We, if you, we if you that would, at well, length you, yesterday. You should have been
1: on the show last night to agree with us. Uh, uh, look, look. If you enjoy
2: it, Godspeed and party on. There's plenty to enjoy in most respects, but it's badly written. Yeah,
0: Peacemaker is one of the oh, best if, written shows I've seen in a while. It, it really uh, is quite oh, excellent.
2: For, for the record, Mark, if somebody falls out of that, I'm happy to step in. What Peacemaker?
0: Just, just I, fucking come on, then. There's there's a you don't spot need open. Four. You don't need four. Oh, my God. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> on Friday, uh, the new Legion album's coming out. Jesse Starch will be very happy to hear that. It's called Damn Them as opposed to Get Jitem. That's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> that's, that's a joke only the Metal Hammer of Doom people will understand. Uh, however, we will be re-airing our Allegiant A-POP <laughs> hostess, uh oh. review. And then we'll also have a re-air. Hey, Robert, remember the time we talked about The Wire on Everyone Loves a Bad Guy?
2: I do, Mark. It was a good time. I re-edited that podcast before sending it up. Yes. Because you decided nothing nothing was better for Black History Month than a re-air of a
0: discussion of The Wire. That's correct. So in our contributing contribution to all things (laughs) Black History and Black Cinema, we'll be re-airing our Wire discussion. Um, Because
1: because the epitome of discussing Black History will come from a couple of middle-aged men in Florida, Utah, and wherever the hell else... Or it, West Virginia? It,
0: it, ha, have you not it, heard the rest of the 97 shows Jason and I did on Black History Month? By the way, it, that's ending with Pootie Tang, uh, the Ladies Man, and Soul Plane. And, and in fairness to the, in fairness to the point,
2: um, I was not middle aged when Mark and I did that show. That's how
3: long ago it was
0: uh all right just, wrapping up i my seriously don't here. even think i was 30 i was like barely 30 around then yeah he he was an uncorrupted child and look what's happened to him now after i got a hold of him i was 14 um, you just, you just erode 14.
1: our souls mark
0: um I was 14 so yeah no i was you were was like you were young and pretty ones now look at you look what i've done to you <laughs> my hairline was still not an embarrassment um i was of, a
1: human being once
2: that's
0: right <laughs> the jolly roger the the sad sack formerly the jolly roger the rattled and broadcasting network um if take 85 robert will also be re-airing the uh starting off our week-long celebration of everything batman we'll be re-airing everyone loves a bad guy batman villains and in the evening because you can't get enough of robert and mark together like we're like kermit the frog and uh the bear we'll be doing a uh Alternative com- and Waldorf. that's right um <laughs> yes <laughs> we're doing an alternative commentary for chris colbert versus hector Luis garcia which is now a wba super featherweight title eliminator since uh what's his nuts dropped out of it because of covid so look for that, that on huh when did i agree to that because you did don't argue with me i know it, i wouldn't have put you on there if i didn't know for sure you had agreed to it I, the All fact right. that you can't remember these things is not my problem
2: Hang on. I'm going to assume I agreed to it when the other fighter who fell out was originally there.
0: Maybe. Um, in any case, and I, old Robert, our that, yeah, because at that point it would have been a it would have just been a title fight. Um, we've got. Can I pull out with COVID? No. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I know so I, nothing
2: of either guy now,
0: so that'll be something. The perfect. Uh we'll have a re-airing of uh, it'll be a syndicated source material for Jesse Starch's discussion of Hush from back in the day. I actually think Sean Colmer might have been on that. Um, the aforementioned Pootie Tang Ladies, Man, and Soul Plane show closing out our celebration of Black History Month with uh three classics. And then, yes, ladies and germs. Kicking off Batman prop Batman week proper, we've got a source material for White Knight with uh, Jesse Starcher and Evan Bevins. We've got um, Sean and I talking the Tim Burton years of the Batman movies of 89 and whatever Batman Returns was. 92, uh,
1: wasn't it? Maybe. 91 or 92.
0: Uh, myself, Samer Cotty, and I think you might have been on this one, Robert. The Dark Knight trilogy, uh, that'll be re-airing on uh, No, Was that just I... me and Samer?
2: I think Sean was on it with you I don't think it was me
0: okay I don't remember anymore um we'll have re airs of Gotham by Gaslight uh the on trial that we did for that Alexis and then myself and Sean talking on the animated Dark Knight movies um wait we
1: didn't do on trial for Gotham by Gaslight that was a comic strip.
0: we no I we there were two there were two different shows for Gotham by Gaslight oh okay I'm sorry um it's just that important Yep, uh, and th- that, and I don't think I had a, we, we, I don't think at that point we had had the format for comic strip just yet. Anyway, we'll have a re-air of Gotham by Gaslight, uh, the animated movie, the animated Dark Knight Returns, um, a re-airing of Batman Haunted Night, a re-airing of Batman the Animated Series Long Road to Ruin Season 1 that Sean and I did. And in the evening time, if you're sick of hey, that, whatever,
2: whatever happened to the to the other seasons that you guys were supposed to do?
0: We quit doing the show for a while. Is what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just give me uh, grief. myself and Dan Lasby will be doing the ESPN fight, Jose Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza. And then finally, 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 Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, uh, there will be the source material for Gotham by Gaslight. Plus, uh, Alexis and Jesse will be hosting Tripped Up Trivia for batman as the central topic and then in the evening myself and dan lasby will be doing an alternative commentary for ufc 272 covington versus masvidal all right alexis i hear you make jewelry and paint houses tell us all about it
1: absolutely honeysuckle rose creations or fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and chic and ready to go on the road here pretty soon i move hey, away Leo. from the coffee table so you won't interrupt me and you still find a way
2: She's it's in her contract. She has to be
1: on camera at least once. Well, last time, actually, when I did my last show, she didn't get on camera, but she sat on my power cord and moved the camera like two feet away from me. All right. Yes, we are getting ready to go back to the convention scene. We are going to be stopping off at the Lexington Comic and Toy Show. Four-day event. Really excited to be working that. After that, we got Planet Comic Con here in Kansas City. Home show. We never miss it. We're going to be stopping off at Vision Con in Springfield. This is a fun, small show. Always happy to be there. We just got approved for a big show here in Kansas City. It's called NakaCon. It is one of the biggest anime conventions in the Midwest. So thrilled to be returning there. Looking forward to it. As always you can find us online yep there we go we have our shops on etsy and handmade at amazon you can always follow us on facebook instagram or twitter be sure to check out the instagram page i'm really trying to build a stronger following now that we had to rebuild that thing from scratch i don't, i need more followers to come back it's like i swear to god people it's me it's not a spam account so yes Be sure to check us out. Honeysuckle Rose Creations, the intersection of geek and chic.
0: All right. Robert, take me home, baby doll. I would, but
1: you didn't pay for the cab, so (laughs) I don't think I I I don't think he got it.
0: I got it just (laughs) fine, but as my my mother always says. Yes, get on.
2: I just wanted to watch his brain fade a little bit more.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. I cover a bunch of stuff for 411mania.com, mainly professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. My professional wrestling spate at the moment is AW's Dark Elevation on Mondays. It's their YouTube show. Not dark, but the other one. This one features 80% squash matches. In fact, it was a higher ratio than that this week. Uh, but you can find my report for that i cover mlw whatever they're doing on thursdays and wwe smackdown on Fridays. so as the wwe gears up for wrestlemania season one can expect that they'll be trying to put their best foot forward they won't do it but we can certainly expect them to so you can find me over there in the wrestling zone of 411mania.com I cover mixed martial arts action whenever the UFC does something occasionally Bellator, but Bellator tends to run at at a time that doesn't make it conducive for me to cover them. And I kind of joke about them entirely too much for <laughs> to uh, give them. To, but I mean, if they have a really big event, I'll cover it. and It's not running into conflict with everything else. At the moment, they tend to run a lot of Friday evenings. And let's face it, when it comes to 411 Mania, Smackdown will outdraw Bellator. night. Like, 100% of the time. So, uh, the market demands, and therefore I go. But on Saturdays, I cover UFC events when they have them. This week is UFC on ESPN Plus 60. It was supposed to be Islam Mikashev and Benil Dariush in a really good fight. Sadly, Daryush suffered a injury as a broken uh, fibula. I think it's down by his ankle. So, that sucks. He fell out, but in stepping is Bobby Green, who fought at UFC 271 just like a couple of weeks ago. So Bobby Green's going to try to get the biggest win of his career against the next conceivable contender in Islam Akashev. So I'll be covering that. If you want a full preview of that particular card, I host the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast on Sundays. It records Sundays. It goes live late Sunday, early Monday. This week was a review of the previous week's event, which was decent in practice, but not worth too much discussion outside of that. And a preview of this week's coming event. So if you're interested in the sport of mixed martial arts, please give that a follow. I deeply appreciate it. Uh, yeah, And I'll be back here the next time I'm back here. So I, I got a fairly busy March coming up. Uh, we've got movies. We've got
0: TV parties. We've got all you'll of be, it. Yeah, you'll be back for the Batman and then we'll all be back for Turning Red and Cheever by the Dozen. And then we finish, then you and I finish off March with uh, Deep Water and Windfall.
2: Yeah, interspersed in there will be Disenchantment Part 4. I can't believe they're trying to drag that out even further. Uh, and then The I...
0: Legend of Vox Machina with you and uh, Ronnie.
2: That's going to be fun. If you say so.
0: All right, folks, thanks for joining us I here do. on our... You know, know what? I try to be oh, positive.
2: I try to be positive once, just once.
0: Okay. And you don't believe me. Thank you for joining us once again on uh, our review of Uncharted for Alexis Haina for Robert Winfrey. I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well. Be safe. And behave.